Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. He's not just after the kid anymore. He's after all of us. He sure as hell after me. I just robbed him. You just betrayed him. You just killed his BFF. And you're dumb enough to be building a case against him. So, unless we all want to die, very unpleasant deaths, and let Roman go think of fishing in the kid's intestinal tract, we're going to have to podcast together. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Thank you, guys. Amazing. That was unexpected. I didn't know which yeah. word it was going to be. No, I <laughs> kept going. It was a spot-on impression, may I say? Thanks. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah, yeah. I, I really I really studied. Did up. you method act Margot Robbie? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. watch so many YouTube clips. Okay, well, <laughs> this is Blank Check. And you might notice that today is a little bit different. We might sound a little bit different. We might sound a little bit different. Because there are no men allowed today. <laughs> None. Rule number one. Applause. No boys. No <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw out a very Potter musical reference right at the oh, start. No. Just to begin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To clarify, gender is a social construct. But uh, I really, really wanted to cover Birds of Prey. And to give you guys some history, Griffin and David saw the Joker... I think we can, Rachel, I think we can, like, not bleep this out this episode. I'm going to vote not to. The word Joker. The word Joker. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I feel like for context, let's maybe not have, like, a million bleeps in this episode. Right. Griffin and David saw the Oscar-winning film Joker. <laughs> <laughs> and so mad. Broke their brains. Oh, and all, all they had were negative thoughts about that movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, because we live in a society, we, and it just we really sure got do. to them. That's I, what I learned. Because we've actually covered DCU films, the guys were like, you know what, I, I think let's maybe stop. And it broke my heart a little bit because I was so, so excited to cover Birds of Prey. And rather than kind of sit and mope, and poor cheese was directly into my mouth, I texted David and said, can I do a bonus episode on Birds of Prey? And can I just gather a gang of girls... Because all women are superheroes. Heck yeah. 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 <laughs> According to women on stage at the Oscars. I, I just really want to talk about Birds of Prey. And they said, sure. And it was going to be a surprise bonus Thursday episode. And then the schedule got rearranged. And now it's on a Sunday. So no pressure. Uh, <laughs> we're off format. We've never had a blank check episode without the hosts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it feels weird. Yeah. I, should, I, I don't feel bad. No, no. I feel great about it. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Fuck them. I can say, guys, we can insult. (laughs) We hate them. (laughs) The people who uh, pay my check all the time. Basically, I I wanted to gather a bunch of girls I knew who were hyped about this movie and I'd been tweeting about trailers. So I assembled this great team and we'll all get into different reasons why we were all very excited to talk about this movie. Yeah. So to start with, we have Emma Stefanski. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> she has returned. You may remember her from The Weight of Water. Oh, man. Ms. Peregrine. <laughs> All greats. Uh, you were on Both the f- movies I remember every second of. Yeah. I 
They're so good. They're movies that exist. Yeah. Uh, and you were on the Thor Ragnarok commentaries. I sure was. Yeah. I, I looked got, up the Blank Check Wikia page to like look. <laughs> I got a lot of uh, Instagram DMs after I went on the Ragnarok episode of people being like, I'm following you because you like this movie better than Griffin and David did. <laughs> and I agree with you more. I was like, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Good a good know. reason to follow someone. But you are also a writer for Thrillist. Yes, I am. I've seen her in Vanity Fair. Uh, not anymore. Well, you've written I'm, for I bet, yes, yes, I have been. Google it, it I comes up. written there before, I've written for a few places. But yeah, right. I work at Thrillist now. Yeah. And it's and great. I was just there. Yeah, Emma was I just took tweeting cereal. about Birds of Prey. And yes, I was. I was like, I know who I want for this episode. <laughs> Emma Stefanski. And you know well, who else I said I wanted on this show? I said I wanted Preeti Chibber, who is an author hi. and podcaster. <laughs> and she has a very funny Twitter account. You should follow her. Hard agree. Yes. <laughs> You may know her from, uh, she's written for Sci-Fi and Polygon. Uh, podcasts include Desi Geek Girls and Strong Female Characters, which is perfect because this movie is about strong female characters, wouldn't you know? They're so strong. They are They're the so strongest. female. In so many different ways. <laughs> in many different ways, yeah. And you've got some books on the horizon in the Marvel and Star Wars universe. Uh, I, I know do. I'm very excited for uh, A Jedi You Will Be. It, it is, like, kind of the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm not going to lie. It's the cutest thing. I love it. And, and he's not even a baby. And I love it. Yoda can be cute when he's not a baby. He's like tiny old man Yoda. It's very, very yeah. cute. It's not like Return of the Jedi. Like, <laughs> no. Like no. rotting. Old, just, like, slowly old, tipping old. over. Yeah. Very old. Yeah. And Luke's like, can you tell me anything? And he's like, I would literally rather die than talk to you right now. Like, I'm just going to just pass out. <laughs> that is not, I don't think that's the Yoda you're writing about. I think he's a lot more like no. cute and positive. That was a really spot on Yoda impression. Thank I mean, you. Yeah, that was really good. Luke, you're yeah. really exhausting. I yeah. gotta, I'm just going to. To be fair, like a, a forever nap versus having to like deal with the action, the, the consequences of your actions forever now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you end up being like a cool blue ghost anyway. I feel like there's not a lot yeah. of like consequences for like, if you're a Jedi, you're just like, I'll just like float. And then that way I can just kind of like pop in and out when I want to. I can catch lightsabers for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect. I'm going to try not to get, <laughs> I've already complained about Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we got you, someone who's, uh, you know, got ties with Disney. So now we can talk all about a completely different company. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically Yay. the one that wars against it. Mm-hmm. And then we also have my good friend, Ashley Heaton. Oh, hello. Here she is. It's and me. Ashley Heaton has never been on the show as well. No, I haven't. No, I did shout her out in the Star Wars episode. <laughs> you may remember me as uh, the Raylo fan, a.k.a. Raylo Trashley. That's oh my me. God. <laughs> um, so, hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, we, we have our differences, but we make it work. We do. Um, you yeah. did it. How does it feel? <laughs> it feels really great. We're stronger than ever. We're know. stronger than ever. We both, I think, equally did not like that movie. Um, yeah, but Ashley and I have seen, like, we saw, I think the big one is, like, you and I saw Avengers together. Yes. And that was, like, when we established, like, okay, we are both, like, the only people freaking out over this, like no. of the like college group that Absolutely. we are with right now. Yeah. We went with a bunch of other people that weren't as invested. And so it was just like you and me sitting next to each other. Yeah. And I remember specifically when, uh, it was Hulk. It was yeah, good. it was, it was Hulk when Mark Ruffalo like turns the camera and he says like, that's my secret. And like you and I like held hands yes. 
And then he turned back and he said, I'm always angry. And then he like hulked out and we just like Did we like float out of our seats? I think we did. We levitated. We briefly levitated. Mm -hmm. And then since then we've seen Wonder Woman together. Mm -hmm. I think we saw The Last Jedi together. We did. Um, We angrily texted about Captain Marvel together. Yes. Um, But Ashley has also done uh, voice acting. I have. She's a D and D champ. <laughs> well, all right, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But all right, so Ashley's like one of the nerdiest people I know. I hate to say this, like a high compliment. It is. It's also the highest one of compliment. The people I know, she's like, let me borrow her comics. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you also work at Penguin Random House. I do. Yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. And you publish some real nerdy shit there. We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I work specifically on the Del Rey team, which is kind of our sci-fi and fantasy branch. Um, and so we do like trade originals, which is like you know, totally new, not connected to any sort of universe. And then we also do licensed stuff. So we work on Star Wars is our most famous. Um, we're going to be working on Critical Role books, if anyone's interested in Critical Role, um, yeah. and, a, and a bunch of other stuff. But, yeah, and can yeah. tweet at Ashley and yell at her about how stuff's not canon anymore. She Absolutely. loves that. I it's love so that, cool. and I definitely have control <laughs> over it. So <laughs> definitely give me a shout. Yeah, yeah, she can call up George Lucas and be like, hey, is there any way this can work out again? Yeah. And he's like, you know what, for you, Ashley... Yeah. yeah, I've got him on speed dial. That's what he's for. Yeah. You know? right. it, it is in the welcome packet when you start working <laughs> yes. on these properties. Yes. George Lucas's personal cell phone number and Kathleen yeah. Kennedy. Yes. <laughs> says call anytime with a little heart next to it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we also have Rachel in the house. Oh, hey, that's me. Here she is. Rachel on the mic. Rachel also saw Birds of Prey. I did. There was literally a 10-year-old girl sitting next to me. What did the 10-year-old girl think of this super girl power movie? Uh, Well, her parents didn't bring her out in the middle of it, so I assume that she was liking it. (laughs) I have to say, like, just no matter what my thoughts are on the movie itself, um, my five-year-old little cousin took so many photos of all the posters in Times Square in front of it because she was like, women on posters, yay! Girl Aww. power. We like, stand oh. women on posters. We <laughs> love when a woman is on a poster. We love it. And they have big old hammers <laughs> and shit. When a like woman that. has a hammer, extremely brightly colored. That's how we win. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough hammers and hair ties. Yeah. That's all oh we need. Oh my god. Um, and then you have me. I do anything you read on our Twitter account. That's me. I'm very funny. My name is Angela Farragudo. Um, taking over this podcast. <laughs> Because I can do what I want because I'm a woman. (laughs) Yes. Girl power. Uh, So, yeah. So, anyway, we'll we'll get into Birds of Prey in a second. I just want to give you guys, like, a heads up. Like, we already established I'm not Griffin and David. I don't have an insane memory like Griffin. I do flail my hands as much as David. Maybe almost as much. Emma can attest to this. You're both hand talkers, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm Italian. (laughs) Like Lady Gaga, I'm Italian. Uh, (laughs) Wave my arms a lot. Um, But yeah, this is just going to be like a little off format. It's just going to be fun. And um, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fucking fun. And if you don't like it, you're sexist. (laughs) But please keep listening. (laughs) Please continue. You can turn this off right now. Please don't do it. Yeah, we want to get our no. numbers up. Thank you. Um, did I talk about what the show is? The show is a podcast about filmographies. It's about directors who have massive success early in their career and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. And sometimes those checks clear and sometimes they bounce. Maybe... And yeah, today we're off format to talk about Birds of Prey. We've done a whole bunch of introducing. So 
So let's just get right into it. What did we think of this movie? It's great. I had a great time. Oh, loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was, I agree. I thought it was just super fun. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I think we're done, right? Yeah. yeah. In the cool. podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> Shortest blank check episode ever. <laughs> no, I, I had such a fun time. And like to the point that when I like got home after seeing this movie, like I couldn't fall asleep because I was like still thinking about it. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, wowie. Like, yeah. Oh, you boy. stayed up oh, so boy. late. <laughs> Ashley, you stayed out till one. I stay, oh, I don't know. Like party <laughs> animal over here. Walk, yeah, walk. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had a great time. And also when I was watching this movie, um, I don't know about anyone else, but like the whole time I couldn't stop smiling. Like I just, yes. everything like, like I was either like smiling or I was smiling and saying like, that was very violent, but I loved it. <laughs> like that was kind of my reaction <laughs> to this film. I, yeah, I had a blast. Uh, you brought up Avengers earlier and that's kind of the same sort of experience. I feel like yeah. I had like, I remember going to see Avengers and being like, this is just so fun. Like it was such a fun, exciting movie. And there wasn't all this like, baggage associated with the brand at the time. Mm -hmm. And that's what this felt like to me. It was just sheer, enjoyable, like, entertainment. Not necessarily a perfect, like, perfectly constructed film, but sheer fun. Yeah. I do wish there were a little more, like, legs breaking in, like, horrible directions in Avengers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, breaking one way and then re-breaking yeah. the other way. That seems oh, like God. something Steve Rogers could do, right? I mean, theoretically, yeah. if, like, Steve Rogers kicks you, like, that's what should happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just the shield goes one way. Right. The shield could, like, back. really yeah. fuck people up. But no. Avengers, not rated R. This movie is. It is the kind of thing sure. where, like, I watch those Marvel movies and I see them, like, punch people. And I'm like, that person is dead. Yeah. <laughs> they just dead. killed him. <laughs> Steve Rogers' shield should work like the the thing that Xena Warrior Princess has. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Where you just toss it and it just like slices through yeah. the person. <laughs> Kevin Feige, we have notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of wish Kevin Feige had like watched this movie and he's just like, we should have had more murder and mayhem. Oh, God, that's what we should have been doing this whole time. Yeah, Thor's hammer did not fuck enough shit up. Oh my god. It didn't have any hair ties. Thor could have used a hair tie more of the time. Oh, absolutely. He had his hair up halfway up, though, sometimes. So. I feel like I desperately want a Loki and Harley crossover oh, now. Oh, Marvel. Extremely settle, settle your differences. Make it happen. The ultimate crossover. <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> crossover. <laughs> this is the one that people this want. Right this is what pulls people together. Yeah. R-rated. Our okay. anti-heroes. Yeah. yeah. What did you think, Emma, was your initial reaction? I liked it. I think I maybe... Liked it a little bit less than everyone else here, maybe. Get I out. But I like, oh, I just, <laughs> I know, I should go. I'm You're basically not real a boy. That's just like how this works. I know, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, but no, I like, I did. I, have a, I had a good time. I liked uh, more of the actiony stuff than the like storytelling stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, I had some problems there. But like, honestly, you know, at the end of the day, I felt like a bird of prey myself. Wow. What kind of bird would you say? Um, actually, this is a question that my uh, creative writing teacher asked me in high school once, and I immediately <laughs> had an answer ready for her. I said I was a secretary bird. What which, if you know what that is? a secretary bird? Those are some beautiful birds. Rachel knows. Oh. They're gorgeous. A secretary They have, like, gorgeous eyelashes. Yeah. Oh that gosh. also feels kind of, like, sexist. You just go straight to the bird. Oh, that's my gosh. Just, this is the one that's in Oh, Alaska. they have some crazy. Yeah. Okay, they look cool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's the one woman bird. She's a secretary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got, like, a little keyboard. I'm oh, yeah. my God. But they're great. Yeah. 
I hope like Google searches go up for their. (laughs) (laughs) We should track that absolutely when this episode drops. I would say I'm like I'm a vulture. Am I just saying that because I like Michael Keaton? Maybe, Mm, maybe Mm -hmm. another Mm, crossover that should happen. I know he's done it. Yeah, he can cross over. He can do whatever he wants. Both. Has somebody pointed out that he? Uh, didn't die a hero, so he lived long enough so that he was the villain. Oh my god! <gasps> we might just have to like take Tammy a minute. on the Bachelor yeah. last week. <laughs> oh god. Right, Emma. I have so much to say. We have so much to say. Now's the Bachelor the is on tonight. <laughs> no, we can talk about the Bachelor. I'm gonna let this happen. There can be a crossover. It is, we are all girls, and by we definition, we love the Bachelor. Listen, I like oh. it because it's psychologically interesting. Oh. Uh-huh. I don't like it because of like I know it's very you know classically sexist, and they hand out roses, and it's all like a test to make women fight. But it's very interesting to watch people like express their crazy emotions. The best part I will say about the I guess it was the most recent one, which was last week's yes. episode was uh, Tammy and what's her name McKenna McKenna with a Y M-Y-K yes sitting next to each other on that little couch (laughs) and trying so hard to have a fight but they just couldn't (laughs) they take turns thinking of like speeches (laughs) and then McKenna's like you made me find my damn voice (laughs) like the producer's like okay you go and then they give him like a minute to come up with some like mean sentence yeah great Great TV. Wow. I feel bad I haven't watched The Bachelor before. It's wow. really No, fun. don't worry. Me oh, neither. Oh, thank God. Guys, you're missing out. <laughs> oh, geez. It's really fun. I, I, I'm i sure it is. I just, also, I don't have cable, so like. Neither I do I. No, I it's not an excuse, Get buddy. a Roku. Roku. <laughs> and, and then internet use your age. parents' login. <laughs> ABCLivestream.com. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So okay. I watched the Oscars. Oh, should we do a quick? Yeah. The Oscars the were last Oscars. night, guys. We're going to be all over the place. The Academy Awards. No, 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 no. There's a connection. They played an ad for The Bachelor during <laughs> the Oscars did. that I found to be the very mo- off-putting and uncomfortable. It was oh too many hands. I was like, what is this? <laughs> it was so unsettling. It was. And also, for context, there's only six girls left on The Bachelor right now. And there's like 20 hands I like circling on I this I was covering man. my face by the time that ad was over. Yeah. I was so uncomfortable. They're doing a ghost mm-hmm. parody. And then Whoopi Goldberg's head. Le- Do you think she was actually there? Do we think they green screened in? No, green screen. <laughs> green screen. I think they, Whoopi's not coming down for no, that. absolutely not. <laughs> I think they've taken like a CGI sort of scan of... Whoopi Goldberg's body so that they can use it whenever they want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she just says, like, you in danger. Yeah. And then it works. <laughs> the only line she's recorded for them. My absolute favorite quote from Whoopi Goldberg is someone once interviewed her asking, like, why she's not married still. And she said, I don't want someone in my house. <laughs> Which is That's the theme fair. of today's episode. I, yeah. Fair. We don't want anyone in our house. No. But yeah, I feel like we got to talk about Parasite's big win. We already talked about Joker. Equally important win, I would yeah. say. Uh-huh. Okay, then we just discussed it. So Parasite. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. I, I still have not seen Parasite. Whoops. But I am, I'm just like genuinely happy like that this is like the first like like we've changed like to international film rather than foreign language film. Yeah. That, this and is the first international film first to international. ever win an Oscar. Exactly. And like... I'm also just thinking of like the gif of the director just like looking at his like Oscar and just like, yeah, yeah, just like laughing at it. And I'm just like, it just brings me so much joy. Yeah, you don't have to have seen the movie to appreciate Bong Joon Ho just like delightfully just like looking at his Oscar and then like giggling to himself and then looking at the audience. I was like thinking. No, but Bong Joon Ho coming out and being like, we really considered the Oscars to be a very low. (laughs) And then winning Best Picture. And then winning everything. It was so joyous. Basically, like, negged the Oscars, like, into giving him an award. (laughs) 
It really, but it, this is this is like <laughs> it feels like the last thing we since Moonlight were like a movie that yeah. really felt like the best movie that came out this year. Actually, actually won one. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a very satisfying award show, despite no hosts. I miss the hosts. I want a damn host. But we got it's M&M very awkward. What the fuck was that? I don't. I was so thrilled. I said like seconds before, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Eminem walked out on stage? And then he did. And then he never stopped. He kept going. We're like, we're doing the whole song. The whole song. But I don't understand. It's There's not an anniversary. It was like, we got an introduction to an introduction to an introduction to an introduction. And then... Eminem came out and sang a 17-year-old rap mm-hmm. song from a biopic. Right. Right. And it was very confusing. It's, like the logic, the only logic I can gather is that they were like they're like I, I kind of dug the compilation of, mu- of music. It was cool, yeah. Cuz they were like, you know what's important to movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was music. Great. And you're like, yeah. That's I, so true. I, I would agree with this point. And then like Halfway through, you're kind of like, this is going on a little bit long. And then they play, like, they start to play, like, clips. They play the clip from 8 Mile, but they the beat from, like, Lose Yourself hasn't kicked in yet. And you're like, this clip of 8 Mile is going on for a while. <laughs> and it keeps going. And then you're like, oh, oh, no. Is this, oh, is yes. this? And Emma's just, like, rubbing her hands together. I loved it. I genuinely was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, I really want to know, like, what the production logic was. Like, they they wanted to like recreate a classic song. You know what I mean? Like, what's a really important yeah, what song do you think that of we can do? Lose yourself. Well, like, how do you know exactly? Like, what millennial <laughs> was sitting back there and being like, Billie Eilish? I remember very freshman confused. year of college. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? I can I just make one point? I'm furious that they didn't cut to Leonardo DiCaprio's face when they showed My Heart Will Go On. Oh, wow. That would have been good. Furious at the, like, lack of... I just want to know what his face was like at that moment. What if he was, like, deeply sobbing? Like, just remembering the emotion. (laughs) (laughs) Remembering how he, like, skipped the Oscars that year because he wasn't nominated. Oh, Oh, yeah. I wish they had cut to Leo during Lose Yourself because then we could have seen his girlfriend be like, I've never heard this in my life. What is this song? Because I wasn't bored when it came out. I don't even. Oh, my God. You know, age is a construct. Yeah, age is a social construct, dude. Come on. You know, there was like a real show of like feminism at the awards. Is there any? uh, Did we we sense some like really strong? I hate to say it, but like, yeah, Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel came out together and I felt like it was supposed Mm -hmm. to be exciting. And mostly I was just like, I don't like Gal Gadot's dress. I I did not like it either. She reminded me. No, I didn't care for it. She reminded me of the beaver from Birds of Prey. (laughs) She looks like the beaver in the two. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. I've seen this hot look before. Um, it was it was it was not good. But Brie looked amazing. She had a cape. She had a cape. I mean, I love the cape. Did. I was like, her her and Natalie Portman both had capes, and I was like, well, I gotta find a cape now. I guess <laughs> this is now my thing. You yeah. capes. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver yeah. looked great too. Just for the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think it felt like a little weird? They're like, we grew up. I always think it's weird whenever they're like, we grew up like admiring you. Right. And I'm Especially like, this when feels you... like a little bit like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. I feel like Sigourney Weaver was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is there a better way to phrase this? Rude. That doesn't like describe how old I am in mm-hmm. relation to you, Brie Larson. Also Thanks. Also weird when that happens because you know that like it's been like pre. You know, someone's already written that down for them and like they yeah. all knew it was coming. So it's just like, why are, why are you saying this now? I don't know. Yeah. 
the all women are superheroes really got because I thought they were just gonna like go somewhere with it and they're just all women that's all you need to Tommy know. Lauren too sure all right feels pretty broad honestly to support her she's a woman but, but mm. not not enough to get nominated though so no no, okay. no. <laughs> they're not that super we don't like them that much but women we do like. Women we do like. The birds of prey. Are the birds of prey. <laughs> wow. Let's go. Look at that. Good segue. Transition. I loved it. <laughs> That's smooth, smooth segue. <laughs> um, yeah. I My thoughts on this movie, I basically was on board like minute one when it mm. opened with a goddamn cartoon. That was yes. great. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, just like immediately captures like you do kind of have this challenge of like how do you bring in people who don't necessarily know who Harley is especially outside the Joker because Mm -hmm. she is like you know essentially quote unquote the Joker's girlfriend like Mm -hmm. that's her character introduction in Batman the animated series yeah and when she was just like a walk on like henchman for a really long time like that her she was just like a fun like female character that they just like put in they were like I don't know she'll like help out the Joker and then at one point, they were like, oh, like, she can be, like, Joker's girlfriend because, like, we like her and she can keep coming on. Um, and then it wasn't until, like, a little later they were like, hey, like, this is actually, we could make, like, an interesting, like, origin story out of that. Right. And then it kind of, like, spiraled right. from there. It spiraled. Uh, <laughs> spiraled, if you will. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, because she really, it, it's interesting to think of, like, Harley Quinn was never supposed to be, like, a main character ever. Absolutely not. She was supposed no. to be in the background. And so I think it's... It's awesome that she gets yeah, to have her because it movie. does feel like yeah. the others, like the occasional. I feel like the Batman villainess is like, uh, we need a new chicken here, and they're like, uh, it's a sexy lady. She likes plants. Yeah. Oh here gosh. you go, it's poison ivy. Though, did you? <laughs> so all that's what of, they said in the pitch meeting. She likes I was plants. there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. to know about her. Give her a cactus. I don't know. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Did you hear that? There's now like a new girlfriend for the Joker. Now that, like, in the comics, like, what? the, yeah, yeah oh, who, who ooh, is it? breaking news. Um, so Scoop. they, so Harley's now off on doing her own thing, like, broken up with the Joker. Right. Um, but then they just couldn't fathom the Joker not having, like, a sidekick. Even though, like, the Batman, the Batman, <sighs> ruined my own joke. The Joker's real girlfriend is Batman, as established. Oh, as Batman established. Movies. Absolutely. Um, as established in the Batman Lego movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so good. We, we can circle back to the Batman Lego movie. I do have I thoughts that. about that as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, like they, they were like, okay, Joker needs a girlfriend. And so they gave her <laughs> another like a wife guy. <laughs> he's he's got a girl. He's gotta. He's very dependent. I mean, it checks out. But he but now her name is Punchline. What? She's no. also she's also a clown no. girl. They've got another clown girl. And, and she like, has the word punch in her name. That's yeah, fun. Punchline. I like that. I mean, I like I like historically abusive person. Yeah, yeah. And with yeah, the yeah. sidekick name punchline yeah i like i like the pun end of list that's it everything else i'm just like why do we do this like there's no reason to like i don't know the joker can like only date girls who have like fun we know why we yeah we 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 know why (laughs) (laughs) sigh but anyway so but anyway harley's better off without him yeah. He's got a bad rebound. Just how this <laughs> movie starts with a cartoon and then her, you know, being like, by the way, we know Suicide exists. Suicide Squad exists. We know Suicide exists. We know Suicide exists. We know Suicide <laughs> yeah. Squad exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a rough movie, but I was like immediately, I mean, to me, Batman the Animated Series, and every time people talk about Harley Quinn, you know, there's like rankings of like, there's there's been more iterations of her. There's, you mm-hmm. know, Harley Quinn, Rebirth. 
all these new comics, but when it comes down to it, everyone loves Harley because of Batman, the animated series. Mm -hmm. So it honestly, yeah, it feels like the correct choice to be like, we're opening with a goddamn cartoon. Yeah. And then we are going to continue this movie, even though it is not animated as if it is. And I fucking love that shit. (laughs) (laughs) It it really did have like that kind of like manic tone that you see. She has a mallet. She likes smashing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. She I mean cuz every there have been like Looney Tunes comparisons, mm-hmm. but she was like full on Bugs Bunny the whole movie. She was a total stinker. Like I when I think my favorite was just like when Montoya goes to catch her and like obviously doesn't freeze for like even a split second. She just mm-hmm. like grabs her sandwich and then like runs across the street. I was yeah. like I feel like they really got Harley. She's like a she is a little stinker. Yeah. She's like, you know, she stinker. has her like nice moments, but like they never kind of lose sight. Of her being like a baddie, yeah. I re- and even like the way she like dressed up with like the cloth when she breaks into oh Gotham PD is uh. very like Bugs Bunny, like <laughs> showing up, like oh hello Elmer Fudd, and like seduces him in full drag. Uh, I've come I, to report a terrible crime. A terrible crime. <laughs> Line read of the year. Oh, it was terrible so crime. What I like about that bit is that like. She dressed up just to deliver that line because then she immediately takes everything <laughs> over. It doesn't matter at all. She was just like, no, I just thought that would be really funny. Yeah. She wanted that little moment for yeah. herself. And yeah. That was great. Back to business. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think another an, another reason that I really pushed for this episode is because I am a noted Batman and Robin number one fan. Stan, correct. Even. Stan, even <laughs> even though does that I come from even. Eminem? Are we circling back to Eminem? Is like where that term it all comes from. Yeah. <laughs> it all does. <laughs> Maybe that's why they invited him onto the Oscars. Mm. We- <laughs> They're like people like Stans, right? So like Eminem, what if he performed? I stand this movie. I fucking love Batman and Robin. It's it's my a good movie. F- it's my favorite Batman movie. There's you laugh, Emma, but it's so good. I, I laugh just with you. I think because, obviously, Christopher Nolan's fine. You know, Dark Knight's great. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. We like it. And everyone shits on Batman and Robin for, quote-unquote, ruining the franchise. Ruined. Ruined. Not at all. I'm kidding. If you watch Batman and Robin, to me, it's like it's just doing what Adam West did. You know what I mean? It's just like the old 60s. It's very cheeky. It's very corny. It's it's a man who dresses up as a bat. Yeah, that's silly. And fights crime. That's funny. With a boy in tights and like a guy in purple and a Riddler. It's stupid. Batman can be really dumb. So why not just let it be dumb? Give him nipples. Yeah. Let Mr. Freeze. <laughs> let me have nipples. Almost 30 ice puns. Oh my God. Ice the course you. of a two hour oh movie and, and put him ahead of. George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like the first credited person and he's like barely Arnold Schwarzenegger like barely filmed that movie. Yeah. He said his lines and then like extras play oh my Mr. God. Freeze the whole time. Ugh. Did you know that like when they were filming that movie, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger had to put like basically the equivalent of like battery acid in his mouth to make his mouth glow blue. <laughs> it like, was worth it. It's crazy. Ew. Like I, I can't remember what the concoction is exactly, but it was like some crazy chemical that they had to put in there to like well, We'll be posting the recipe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The, a fine cocktail. I feel like don't see enough, like Mr. Freeze cosplay. There really should be. Oh, God. <laughs> that would be so complex. <laughs> Just like a giant. Well, obviously, because you need diamonds to power that suit. Uh, it's yeah. very difficult. Expensive. It's, <laughs> you have to steal the diamonds. 
You got to go full method for this. Oh my God. I also brought this up because I, I bought Batman and Robin and Batman Returns. I did my research for you guys. You're welcome. I also watched Suicide Squad. We'll get there later. Wow. You sure did. I sure Took one for the team. Did. I really did. I took one for our squad. Yeah. This squad. Oh, God. The pod uh, squad. The pod, pod squad. With a K. Yes. And oh. a W. Yes. Um, but Joel Schumacher apparently like began almost every take by like he'd he would just yell, remember, everyone, this is a cartoon. <laughs> and I great. think a lot That's of awesome. people <laughs> forgot that. Yeah. And it really felt like Birds of Prey got the opportunity to go back there again. It mm. opens with the cartoon. They're watching Looney Tunes, like, throughout the movie in Harley's apartment. And then there's just a lot of, like, great, like, physical humor. Yeah. I was thinking, while I was watching it, I was thinking, this is like watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit without any of the cartoon characters in it. Like, yes. the same sort of heightened, mm-hmm. like, performances from yeah. the, like, live-action people. Oh, my God. Chris Messina is totally, like, the scary weasel in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, that was my take about it. The weasels are really upsetting in Roger Rabbit. They're frightening. The one with the, the like, straight jacket that, like, even as a ghost, he, like, fucks up the Acme machine. Don't like that. Don't like it at all. Nope. No. It was really nice, like, getting to see women do that kind of, like, active, campy humor, like, absurdist Looney Tunes-esque humor, because we, I feel like we never get to do that. Mm-mm. Right. Yeah. Women don't get to be silly very often, especially not in, like, no. superhero movies like this, where they have to be, like, hot and cool at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, like, I think Wonder Woman had to, like, break that barrier a little bit. Like, I mean, because she, she was I funny. Mean, she was funny, but, like, Wonder Woman is also, you know what I mean? There was so much pressure because she's such, like, an iconic character. Mm-hmm. And that's what was so fun about Harley is, like, they have the freedom to just be, like, this wacky person mm-hmm. who's going to be in, like, more of the alleyways of Gotham right. and not, mm-hmm. like— but all, but all of them is what I loved right. about it. Like, it wasn't just Harley, right? It was every single character had moments of, like, that kind of, like— Like, I thought— um, Huntress, who's, oh my God, Mary, Win- Mary Elizabeth Winston. Mary Elizabeth Winston, Thank my you. new crush. I was like, there's so many names. <laughs> she, I thought she was so funny and so good in this role. Like, I obviously, like, we all know Scott Pilgrim and we know how great she was as Ramona, but it was so deadpan. This, I was like, you get to be silly and funny. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Her parts got like the biggest laughs from me personally whenever she did her like, sad flashbacks to like her <laughs> family. Di- that was hilarious. No, like, uh, I loved it when her family was murdered. <laughs> so funny. But like, you know, her sort of this like stoicism of her character and yeah. then like the fact that she can't get anyone to call her what she wants people to know yes. her. Yeah. By. The practicing so in the mirror funny. was a nice touch. It was really was so good. good. They call me. <laughs> no, that's not right. That's not right. The crossbow killer? Right. No. crossbow killer. Can I? No. Can I brag for a second? Yeah. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I did an internship at the Dallas Morning News and I got to interview Mary Elizabeth Winstead no when she was on the press way. tour Whoa. for Scott Pilgrim. I've got a picture with her and what? Brandon Routh. Yeah. I am 17 wow. years old. I'm a, a wee babe. It was probably so insulting for me to walk into the room and be like, hi, I'm here and give the interview or whatever. <laughs> this but child like, is going to talk yeah, to us. They're like, Jesus. Honestly, I would like, rather be interviewed. I feel like they probably get so many of the same fucking questions. It's like more exciting to see. Yeah. Like that's why all my favorite interviews are like, 
they for some reason look like a five year old in the chair, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What? Why did you like being Iron Man? <laughs> did you like?" And they're like, "Oh, so cute." Yeah, no, exactly. But there's my bragging rights. <laughs> What like was the interview one. like? What did you get to ask her about? I feel like I blacked out. Like, <laughs> I like went Fair. in. I, I went we in with all of these. Like, I wrote all of these like questions down, and this is like my first time I had ever like met a famous person because I grew up in like a pretty small town. Um, and yeah, it was just like, and you it was saw weird. Sky High, and it blew your mind. Another superhero movie, Marilyn. Oh yes, yes, when yes. Set is in. Oof. I feel like Griffin would get mad at me if I didn't shut up Sky High today. <laughs> I had to drop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue. But yeah, I mean, I remember it was like in a like a club in like downtown Dallas. And like they gave us like, I think it was like 15 whole minutes, which is apparently a really long time to spend with, you know, talent. Um, And I was like, that doesn't seem like any time at all. But like within like five minutes, I had asked the like standard questions. And then I was like schwitzing like. Uh, um, so, um, are, are, uh, Brandon, are you going to do more Superman or something? And, it's just like, no. and then like very suavely is just like, well, if they ask me, of course, like has practiced that yeah, line. Yeah. Like, right, yeah. and I was just like, oh, okay. They could tell I was nervous, but it was still, it was still really fun. I'm That's glad cool. I did it. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I need to. And I got fired by DC the yeah, next day. Exactly. It was just like, whoops. Um, what was it like working with Kevin Spacey, famous yeah. actor mm-hmm. that we all love? Oh. What year is it anyway? <laughs> Let me be frank. Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh. Mary Elizabeth as a huntress was amazing. She was great. Yeah. Favorite I think, part. Yeah. I think my favorite was uh, Journey Smollett as Black Canary. I loved. I loved what she did with that part. All of her yeah. outfits were amazing. Um, Journey Smollett Bell? Johnny Smollett Bell, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to say the question mark. Smollett, the Smollett, Smollett Bell? Bell? Question? I was Smollett uh, Bell. I don't know. Because I, I was looking her up and she's like listed as both in like multiple places. So I'm just like, I'm going to go with the one that's she, always everywhere. So her family, she has like a few brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. They're all actors. Uh, her brother's kind of infamous now. Um, mm-hmm. But she's she's been acting for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that was the and, thing. I was just like, yeah. wait, how is this the first thing I'm seeing you in? I need to. Good question. I need to find your entire filmography. So good. Have you seen Roll Bounce? This no. is the thing I wanted to talk about the most. Oh, oh no, I have not. And I can feel you. Has anyone go. else lo- seen the movie Roll Bounce? Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> None of you watched VH1 movies that rock, apparently. <laughs> it's like that and like the wedding singer just like on constantly. So sorry. <laughs> Roll Bounce is a movie starring Bow Wow. Oh, God. And. Oh, my God. I do know yes. this movie. Wait, what is this about? What is this? I will tell you. Okay. It I'm is sorry. about Bow Wow. And it's like the 70s. And he's in Chicago. And then him and his friends like have fun by like skating on their like four wheel roller skates in the street. And then they like learn choreography. It's a and they skating? enter a competition against this guy, Sweetness. Sweetness is like the star of this like roller skating rink. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there, the, it's it's like a it's like a Cinderella story, kind of like the the rough and tumble kids are like they're gonna want to they want to win this competition. Also, Bow Wow's mom died, and he like beats oh up a car, and his dad's like, "You're gonna learn today, Bow Wow," and he's like, "My mom died. I'm sad." Oh my god, that's a really good recap, you guys. I didn't spoil it. You should still watch it because it's like the soundtrack's great. Anyway, Journey Smollett plays like the like nerdy girl who's like friends with all the boys and she has braces and they're like 
shut up. We don't care. You're just like in our friend group. Like you're not a real girl. And she gets her braces off. Oh, and, and she was like, the whole time. She's hot. Uh, and then they all say damn at the same time. <laughs> That's funny. That's the anyway, it's comedy. Like, <laughs> it's the greatest like blow up moment. It's like very iconic. Her what? outfit is also like kind of like Black Canary-esque because it's like yeah. the very... 70s influence. Anyway, I highly recommend watching Roll Bounce. I think it's on YouTube. <laughs> like a dollar ninety nine. When was this movie released? Like two thousand three. Like Megan Good's in it. Like it's a mm. very early two thousand. Okay. Like okay. Cast. It's very fun. I will seek it out. But yeah, I, I thought watch of it, it and you. I was like, I'm kind of mad that they didn't get Journey on roller skates. They just had right. Yeah, yeah that would have been a good homage to Roll Bounce. Yeah. No, no, no <laughs> interviewers. <laughs> no interviews asked her about it. I'm kind of mad. Oh, no. But anyway, I am proud of at least Margot Robbie taking advantage. She's like, I learned ice skating for I, Tanya, yeah. So mm-hmm. She knows how to do so much stuff. I saw, yeah. I watched her Hot Ones, and she yeah. talked oh, about, she's like, breaking down in that. Oh, my God. It's really good. It's great because she's always like, oh, I, I don't think I can do this She one. stops at, like, three, but she goes to the end. I was Aww. really proud of her. Uh, but yeah. she talked about how she learned how to be pickpocket, and she's, like, yeah. really good at it. Yeah. Oh, I guess I'm, it's just stuff you skills you pick up on the road when you're an actor. I'm like low key kind of scared of her, like she, in like oh the God. best way. Like I'm like terrified, but also like step on me. You know if I, I mean? ever met her, I'd probably explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the like, sort of oh. thing. Right. Yeah. It would be I feel great, like but... after you play Tanya Harding, like oh my God. I would not want to fuck with you. <laughs> but she learned. But she learned. I don't. Uh, did you guys watch that clip where she was talking about what a big Harry Potter fan she is on Grand What? Oh, what? Uh, no. Oh my God, it's amazing. She's sitting next to Daniel Kaluuya, who who says that he he's like, uh, I think I read six of them, and she is so horrified. <laughs> That he didn't read the seventh book. It's and it, it gets into that territory where like you're super into something and the people around you are like, I regret asking you about this <laughs> thing. I regret bringing it up because now I feel very uncomfortable about how excited you are about this like random thing. Right. Oh my god. That's how into Harry Potter she maybe is. Not, maybe that balances that, out a little I was bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, we should be friends. <sighs> Margo, I'd love to Let's be friends. Talk with about her. Harry yeah. Potter. I wonder. <laughs> Margo, pro- we'll be your friends. Margo, Margo, probably a Slytherin. I would think. Do you think she's very ambitious? I mean, I don't know. that interview, yeah. I was like, that was like big Hufflepuff. Yeah, I was gonna better. say, oh, like, nerding yeah, out that that's hard. True. I guess I'm thinking, I'm associating her with the character, not a person. I mean, Harley's definitely Slytherin. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm. Margo's mm. ambitious. She has her own uh, yeah. production company. Yeah, yeah. which she made like, I Tanya. Lucky chap, which mm-hmm. really pushed for this movie. It's also making um. The Just actress the one. Don't look at me. I can't think of looking, promising young woman. I thought of it. I didn't oh, even yeah. have to Google it. Oh yeah, Ooh, that's a good trailer. Promising young woman is a good trailer, and it's one of those movies that I'm like, I think I want to see it, but I've got to be in a good place before yeah. I watch it because mm. th- I'm sure it'll be cathartic. Um, but I was just like, mm. wait, is this the um, Carrie Mulligan? Oh my god, what's Carrie Mulligan? Yeah, yeah, the Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Oh, I I I read a terrible like a terrible review out of Sundance. Uh-oh. Like a negative one or a it, badly written one? Yeah, no, like a negative <laughs> okay. one. Like it like that movie makes some like hella bad decisions. Oh, oh no. I know critics who liked it, so maybe it'll go one way. Yeah. Okay. I hope so. Your mileage may vary. Well, while we're on that, exactly. because I have ADD, and this kind of works in the sense of a Harley Quinn episode, I feel like this is kind of like a good way to talk about, I feel like Birds of Prey kind of makes some of those choices, too, where there are definitely some moments where I think we all tensed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bit. So I feel like this is, this is the kind of good thing. I want to hear women talk about this, and that was a big part of this and movie. And only women. Only women. If you're a man, shut the fuck up. Shut um, up. <laughs> 
but this is this was a movie that was written by women. It was produced by women. It was directed by a woman, Kathy Yan. And there are, I think, the scariest moments in this movie. People's faces get peeled off. That was. Oh, I didn't expect oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> that was rough. Did not like it. It was, was like it was oh. actually Griffin's stepdad. <laughs> Technically, he played his stepdad on the tick. Oh my god, it was oh real god. rough. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, just like, mm, I could do without the face peeling. Yeah, but, but like to me, the worst. Yeah, yeah, the worst scenes were when I, I think, I think was on purpose. Is mm-hmm. when women. It, because Ewan McGregor is so about control mm-hmm. and he's such a control freak that the scariest moment for any of these women is when they have no control over their bodies and yeah. you have no idea what it's what's about to happen. Yeah. So what did you guys think of like the scene in the how club. this movie the scene in the club the scene in the club it's so Very funny scary. that was so much worse than like it was horrible. Felt, to watch. I think that was the worst to watch. Yeah. And it was just like again we've seen like so much just very graphic violence and like just the act of like a woman, like having to like get up on a table and then yeah. having someone like rip her clothes off was just like, I, I was like that she doesn't very even get to uncomfort- do it. Yeah, he specifically exactly. tells a man to do it. Exactly. It was really upsetting. It was, it was really upsetting. I think that was the one scene and I, I know why they included it, but it was the one scene I was like, <sighs> it felt really like it went on a little too yeah, long. You're, you're pushing it. It's a little bit too long. And I was like, I think they kept it in so that we would remember, like, you hate this guy. Remember? He's a bad man. He's a bad man. And I was like, no, I, I still remember the faces, dude. Like, that that did not go away. Like, I, I didn't need, like, another reason necessarily. And, like, as a woman, um, watching it, I was just like, I, I, that was the only part that made me uncomfortable. Like, that felt like maybe there was, like, an outside, like, yeah. push for that scene specifically. Yeah. That, it, was um, inter- it was interesting how differently I felt about that versus, like, the bloody violence. Mm-hmm. Even the bloody violence implied against women earlier because I think yeah. another one gets her face peeled. You know, I assume mm-hmm. that's Yeah, what they happened. don't show the woman's. They show the guy's right. face getting peeled off. They don't really show the mom. And then Mm-mm. they yeah. cut away quickly. Victor, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, the thought of that bothered me a lot. But then <laughs> I think what bothered me more about the club scene was that like, this is sort of a familiar like yeah. form of quote unquote violence to yeah. me. Like in the know. full room of people that are, yeah. can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm ever going to find myself in the situation where I'm going to get my face peeled off. Although that would be a pretty <laughs> cool way to go out. Like, you know, <laughs> if anyone wants to do that, go for it. Oh my gosh. Were they just ripping off face off? Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> That's his like character, right? Victor's. Uh, That's his name. Victor Zaz. 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 AKA Zaz. the weasel Zaz. from Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mostly know that he like blonde Christmas. He does like little fight. He does. He does the tick marks, marks on his body for every person he kills. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not proud of how attracted I was to when he He's like hot. showed oh, his chest. I'm like, oh, I'm no. just going to ignore all this. Yeah. Just that bury was that. Bury like, it. Oh, I'm supposed to be <laughs> feeling comfortable around you, but also, oh no, was awesome. this is a gift. Yeah. 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 The whole like dress turning scene, I agree. It was like really hard to watch and hard to engage with. I do think you could tell that it was still directed by a woman and it was mm-hmm. still had the hands of like women in it because it never felt like we were supposed to um, kind of be for, oh my God, I, I hate this word, but I can't think of another one, but like titillated by it right. yeah. in that sense totally. of like, you yeah. know. She doesn't get her dress taken right. completely off. You don't see her exactly. body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Which it's I think about the fear. It's a very much about the fear and the anxiety. And it's not about 
turning, like it wasn't about turning that woman into like a, a victim for us to look at, but for us to engage with that fear and anxiety that she was going through. And I kind of appreciated the nuance of that because we don't really get that side of the story very often mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. truly about like, no, I want you to understand like what this feels like. I don't want you to feel like a voyeur. I don't want you to feel like you're like witnessing this. It's you need to understand the fear that so many women go through all the time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right. It's focused on her and not on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. and by contrast, after rewatching Suicide Squad, uh, <laughs> I noticed that, so yeah. obviously there's like 20 intros per person uh, for each character in Suicide Squad. How else would Squad. we know what was happening? How else would we know by <laughs> making Amanda Waller? <laughs> Katana doesn't really get an intro. He's <laughs> no. just like, by the way, it's Katana. She's got a sore, souls in it, fucking whatever. And also Katana is here. You know they cut her hair for that movie? David uh, Ayer just like chopped it off. He's like this. Himself or? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe with the sword. I don't know. <laughs> But in both of Harley's scenes, I noticed that she's strapped down and like uh, right away. In the first one, we see um, the guard. He's the guy from the Mindy Project, not Chris Messina. Um, (laughs) I can't think of his name right now. But he, he straps her down and there's like some flashback to her kind of like being crazy in this prison and like they inject her with stuff and he like takes a selfie and like oh yeah oh yeah. I'd forgotten about all that yeah that you blocked weird. it out it's really gross and it's just to show like they're like torturing Harley and then they show her like crumpled up on the floor and like mm. clearly fucking going through something and then they play like I don't know the Rolling Stones and they're like moving on <laughs> And then in the other flashback scene where they play super freak uh, to establish that she's a sexy girlfriend of the Joker. She is a super freak. You can tell by the song. And uh, they show her Harleen Quinzel origins Mm. and like basically Joker's gang goes to like break him out. And when they do, he straps her down at Arkham Asylum Mm. and like. That's when he's like, I'm just going to hurt you real bad. And of course, we see Margot Robbie like strapped down, arms down like again. So like, again, total loss of control. But it it felt very just like there's no reason for this. It's just to show like titillating it is Mm -hmm. to see this woman kind of like all tied up. And yeah, I think it was an interesting contrast that like women... That didn't really serve the purpose of the story. Right. It wasn't about women in pain. Right, mm-hmm. for the sake movie. of women being in pain. Yeah. I think what that scene really did for me, I thought that was a scene where uh, Journey was really great at, as Black Canary. Mm. And to me, the thing I keep thinking about with this movie is that so much of it is about how much men get away with. Yes. And <laughs> because they have the power to, and they just continue to. Like Renee getting, de- or not demoted, but like. The other guy. Right, Renee Montoya. Montoya. Yeah, yeah. Right. And how how much, you know, men get away with and they take advantage of these situations and how much women just put up with it and put up with it until they say enough is enough and then they kind of like break free from that. Mm-hmm. So Harley kind of has to get like pushed out of that with the Joker. But like Canary's very okay with just working in this club and like she maybe knows that like Romance a shady dude, but she's not, you know, quitting. Yeah, she keeps her head down. You know, she's been through so much with her mom. And it's, I think it's that club scene that like kind of really pushes her over the edge. It's the guy outside the club that, you know, 
is taking advantage of Harley, which is like another really hard moment to watch. Yeah. That was hard to watch, but then immediately yeah. gratifying when she like roundhouse kicks him through <laughs> a car yes. door. I was like, oh my God. Like <laughs> I have never felt so good in my life. Like yes. it was, it was, uh, and those and gold he, pants. Sorry, I'm getting off track. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was, that was hard because I was like, oh no, like I feel like. Again, a realistic thing very for realistic. like women to yeah. see. Yeah. And. Yeah. And stuff and it's like, oh, you'd hope you'd hope that there's a black canary in your corner, but right. You but know. like, yeah, anytime that happens in the movie, and then even at the end, mm-hmm. um, with Harley, she gets the dart from Victor's ass, mm-hmm. and he just uses it to take advantage, and he's doing some real creepy shit, and she's just like lick her over. face or something. He licked her face when <laughs> she was tied up, so I guess yeah, she is tied up in this movie, but it doesn't really feel like exploited. She's just yeah, like. Anyway. It was the kind of moment, all of those moments were the sort of moments yeah. where I was like, I had to sort of remind myself, like, I'm glad a woman is directing this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you knew I'm glad you this were was a woman's like choice to show this. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, or did oh, I just when insert Harley that? lose oh. control of all of her limbs. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. The fact that uh, Harley the, can't control any of her limbs and then there's like yeah. this very creepy dude who wants to like murder a child is just like leaning into her and yeah. showing her these scars. And then she he immediately gets an arrow to the fucking neck. Mm-hmm. We and love that. <laughs> and then Pro. Harley, like, slowly getting... That might be my favorite Harley moment in the whole movie. It's just when she's, like, slowly getting her motor skills back. And she has, then like, just, like, an arm lightly and the side stabbing of her face. him. And then she's just, like, really going for it. It felt very, like, Tom and Jerry, like... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was great because she still got to, like... She literally only has, like, motor controls in, the, like... Her forearm. Her forearm. <laughs> that is it. Her forearm on her hand. And she still is able to, like, annihilate this guy, um, which is just very great. Just very nice. Yeah. It I turned. It. What was uncomfortable into like a comedic moment, right? Which was also great, and what we all want to see, which is yeah, a bunch of men get fucking wrecked. <laughs> we want to like see quickly, that quickly, right? Yes. No, but like those men, there was no like lingering, no like oh, like we need to feel bad for them. It was right. like no, they're just going to they're gonna die. Yeah, period. we're done with them. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're done. Yep. I yep. mean, yeah. I mean, do we want to just go straight to like the big like death at the end? Because oh, how satisfying! Ugh, so good. Oh my god. So good. <laughs> I I was again overjoyed. It was so great. A thirteen-year-old blew up you and McGregor <laughs> with a fucking hand grenade. He's oh done god. now. He's he done. He's it was so fast. In half. Oh my god. I just love that we started that scene with like. You know, like Harley's got the one bullet in her gun and like she this is like the traditional climax is like she takes her shot and she takes care of him and then her shot misses, Mm. which is, you know, too bad. (laughs) But then Cassandra, our 13 year old hero, um, you know, just gives him a grenade, pushes him off and he doesn't even hit the water before he explodes. (laughs) That's the funniest part of the whole thing. Yeah, You think he's going to go under and then you see it happen. It was very much like, you know how like in early Star Wars, like when they're blowing up um, the spaceships, they just like kind of simply disappear. Like that was, that was even McGregor. He just like vaporized. He just simply disappeared. I was like, yeah, she pulled a Holdo maneuver. She split him in half. (laughs) Went to light speed. As we know, a very rare movie Move to make, but very, you know oh, what? Oh no, I'm getting PTSD. Sandra Kane did it. <laughs> That's you know what? That's what we call Asian excellence, right there. Yes. Exactly. Yes, yes. Oh, it was so great. Was so I great. really liked her in this movie. She was so cute. I should she I know her great. for something? I don't. I haven't seen her. L. J. Basco. Yeah, actually, you would like. Do you know who her uncle is? 
No, Dante Basca. Voice Dante of Zuko. <gasps> no what? way. Oh my god. Yeah. <sighs> I did not know this. I, yeah. I guess I just don't know his like face. Apparently, Rufio. this is also another family. <laughs> yeah, Rufio and everything. Um, this is also, I think their whole family is like all in showbiz as well. Oh, gotcha. But she's been like, I guess she's been like working since she was a kid. She's 13 years old. It's very funny. I highly recommend like looking up like press tour videos. She's a total sweetie and she's very sweet. I think my favorite moment was just like, she's she's badass and she's like stealing all this shit in the movie. Mm-hmm. But like at the end when everyone's kind of like cornering them and they're in the hideout. I loved when yeah. they were like, she's a child who needs to be protected. Yes. That was yes. really, really good. Yeah. yeah. But when she cries, yes. when they see all the guys ganged up outside, because I feel like in most superhero movies, you know, they're so zeroed in on everyone being like, you know, we're gearing up. We're going to get these guys. And they really take a minute to just like you see Cassandra start to cry mm. because she's just a fucking kid. She's so mm-hmm. she's so young and all she did all she did was just steal some stuff and she ate a diamond. A di- all she did was eat a diamond. <laughs> she didn't know this would happen. <laughs> and like she's already got her, you know, foster parents are terrible. Like her yeah. life is already like rough enough as it is and now all the men of Gotham want to kill her, which men is scary. I like that they had that moment yeah. to just be like Obviously, she would be afraid. Mm -hmm. And I think more than I don't want to like draw too many parallels to like compare like Marvel and DC. But we're going to do it. The the thing you can kind of most compare to the like, look at all these women. They're on some like bad (laughs) CGI hill in Avengers Endgame. And you're like, all the women are together and they're standing together Mm -hmm. and they don't. Have never interacted up until now, but there's women and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but in this, I think the perfect alternative wasn't even just all of them kicking ass together. I really like that they each person took time to check in with Cassandra. Yeah. Yes. And be uh, yeah. like, are you okay? Because the whole point was to get her out safely. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever seen that in a superhero movie where there's so much care being put into like... They're not just like grabbing the and like throwing her around. Right. Like, she's not a prop. Yeah. She's a person yeah. who's witnessing a bunch of dudes get their heads bashed in. Mm-hmm. And like I think Huntress especially like really drove it home. Didn't she like, say, you shouldn't see it. this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the like single shot they had in, in the fun house at the end that was just like it was panning to each of the members of the Birds of Prey, but they were like basically protectively passing Cassandra around yes. and like making sure like hunching over her, like there would be someone coming towards her and one would immediately like punch someone else out or hit him with a hammer or what have you insert violence <laughs> that we use. Right. But I mean, still you could see that there was like kind of this like maternal um, protectiveness that everyone was using. It. And I thought that was incredibly powerful right. um, to see because it's like, yeah, it's like, you don't you don't have to be like the strongest person in the room. Like mm-hmm. we are not expecting Cassandra to all of a sudden become like a kung fu master and mm-hmm. like also you know join the fray. It's like no, she's a kid. Um, yeah, and but, it never felt super self conscious either. Like it never yeah. felt like like we're doing this because it's a movie about women. They need to be right. protected. Totally. Blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. The, yeah, it just felt like you know a logical yeah. I think the kind of going along with the Avengers example of like cringe worthy moments when this has happened, but also in Captain Marvel. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Backstory Captain Marvel, the comics meant so much to me. Like, Ashley's I, the biggest Captain Marvel fan. I, I know. remember she has a going. Sweater. I, I that's, have a, that's the only <laughs> reference I'm going to use. She owns a sweater, so technically she's the biggest fan. No, I remember I was in Boston. 
I was in college and I remember I went to the comic store and I got Captain Marvel number one, like written by Kelly Sue DeConnick because it had come up and I was like, this is interesting. Um, and like had been reading it since, like was a total huge fan. And so when they announced the movie, I remember I was so excited. I had like a college like whiteboard that I like drew like a Captain Marvel doodle on. And I was like, it's coming in like 2020, like woo or whatever. Um, but then I went to see Captain Marvel IMAX, like Thursday night showing, like the whole thing. And I was just so let down by all of it. And especially, I think the nail in the coffin for me was that fight scene towards the end um, where they just start playing Just a Girl by No Doubt. <laughs> and I just was like, like, I was like, what? Wait, we get it. She's a girl. Like, there's so many. Like, she was a girl the whole time. And you what? idiots didn't even know. Oh, I just, I was like, why do we have to do this? I was like, because I think they were trying to be like, oh, like, this is like a fun 90s song to put along with this. But I was like, Mm-mm. like, there's a better one that fits the mood more correctly. And like, you don't have to hit us over the head with it. And like, whereas Birds of Prey, like, the bir- the music choice was like Barracuda. And I was Great immediately song. amped. Also, I was and like, I, Tanya. Also, yes. and Charlie's Angels. Really? Oh, oh, Charlie's <laughs> which Angels. felt like Margot Robbie has been talking a lot about how Charlie's Angels was like her big influence. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I'm not saying Margot Robbie is queer, but as someone who is queer, probably because of Charlie's Angels, <laughs> <laughs> we're just saying stuff. <laughs> we're just saying stuff. Yeah. Uh, Barracuda scene, pretty great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I liked I I really liked Captain Marvel, and I really really actually enjoyed that scene. But part of it was that I can remember being fourteen years old and listen to that, like listening to that No Doubt album, mm-hmm. okay. and getting super excited about I'm just a girl. So it felt very much where I was like, oh, this has been a really long journey to go from like, you know, Iron Man to for waiting like a full decade for this film. I was like, fine, hit me over the head with it. It's fine. Sure. This actually, Birds of Birds of Prey, to me, what it was almost, the wrong it was writing for me was Wonder Woman. Because Wonder Woman was, like, I cried in the theater when I saw Wonder Woman. Because I was like, oh my god, I've never seen this like, woman on screen. <laughs> but then on second viewing, you're like, man, there, it's really just the, like, one, huh? Just, just, just the one. And, yeah. and almost no women of color whatsoever. So what Birds of Prey, I thought, did really strongly was pull in all of that, where it's real, like, it's more women, it's real women, and it centers us in a way where you can tell that women had a hand in the creation of it. Mm. Because, Mm -hmm. which I think neither, like, Captain Marvel had significant issues and Wonder Woman had significant issues for both of those pieces, and Birds of Prey actually, like, sort of didn't which is such a unique proposition as a viewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I Wonder Woman is my go-to, like, I'm going to cry movie. Like, I don't cry <laughs> at films, but, like, I put it on, and, like, when she starts, like, scaling the tower for the first yes. time, I'm like, oops, oops, what are these uh, uh, moisture? Uh, I can't do it. But, like, but yeah, I, I, my hope is that, like, one day, like, I mean— I hope that Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel are the movies that walked so that more like female exactly. heroes can like run and like really right. thrive. And like I hope I hope one day that I'll look back at these films and think that they're quaint. Like that would be so <laughs> nice. You know, like and just be like, oh, remember when we thought this was groundbreaking? Like it really wasn't. We could do so much more. Um, which again, I think Birds of Prey is totally a right step in that direction. And I yeah. think they made a lot of really smart choices um in casting and in directing and writing and um all that. Yeah. What yeah. I liked the most, one of the things I liked the most about this movie 
uh, that I was thinking about in the context of Wonder Woman, which is my one big complaint. Well, I don't know. I have a lot of big complaints about Wonder Woman, but one of the <laughs> biggest one I think for me is that uh, at the end she has to fight some like big CGI blob of something, oh, which yeah. is like yes. the same thing that happens in every single one right. of these freaking movies. I think movies. that the big fight is probably the least interesting part. Yeah, of it's just movie. like it's I such look a at it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I, like I don't need to be looking at the screen right now. I could be doing anything else. And this <laughs> movie had none of that shit. No, <clears throat> and I was right. very happy about that. Yeah. It all looked very um, real, and I think that was probably uh, a lot of, for a lot of the fight scenes. They got the John Wick guy, Chad Stahelski, to do a lot of the choreography oh, for that, yes. and so like that was very like self consciously sort of being like you're going to watch people pull punches at each other and like kick each other and do stuff, and it's going to look like they're actually doing it instead yeah. of just like quick cutting around and yeah. then making their hands right. move with like effects. Yeah. I think yeah, while yeah. the movie opens with like a cartoon and it is very fanciful, mm-hmm. I think it's. The way it's kind of rooted in reality, uh, Kathy Yen, I was just watching an interview where she basically said she tried to kind of hit in between like the Burton and Schumacher and the Nolan because I think both are pretty beloved. Yeah. But I think it's the people who are rooted and real. Yes. And there's so many people of color that Harley actually interacts with where, like you said, it's, you know, Wonder Woman. I think there's women of color on the island, but, you know, none of them really have lines. Yeah. Right. There's like one who's like a senator who's like, this is a bad idea. And they're like, anyway, moving on. <laughs> we got and we it. have Check. that down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like that way. Like, oh, but Chris Pine's so hot, which yeah. that is true. I mean, no one's arguing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Easy>. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a lot of characters that I would say even I think Rosie Perez was like the my biggest like I was really genuinely surprised and happy with like how much she got to do in this movie. Yeah. She got a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. She felt like the real leader of the movie. They like I I was kind of I anticipated. I mean, Harley has that line that I think I really nailed earlier. Um, where <laughs> just you know to speak for yourself, <laughs> where she kind of you know gets the everyone to like agree to like fight these dudes, which also felt like a nice kind of like I'm stepping up for this girl that yeah. I just fucked over. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's Renee Montoya who is Latina, who is a lesbian, and it's stated very clearly in the movie mm-hmm. that. Uh, is doing all the detective work in this movie and she's very smart and she kicks so much ass. Mm-hmm. There was that great moment where Harley, I think her voiceover, right as Renee was like getting demoted or like getting fired or something mm-hmm. and she's like, cops in movies never get anything done when they're cops. Like they always, they right. always have to be fired. They always have to turn in their badge before they get anything before done. Before they get anything done. Yeah, I think, yeah. There's some clam- complaints about like the Harley voiceover, David Sims. Um, but <laughs> I think, I think it's some, I think it maybe in some places we didn't need it, but there were other times where, yeah, I really got a laugh from yeah. me there. Some of the stuff that, yeah, like if we're talking, if we're talking complaints, the like time jumping bits I thought were yeah. like yeah. unnecessary. Okay. And, felt weird. Uh I it like confused me to the point of like I had to sort of remind Kinda myself. Like, like little women, which is very confusing. Little women, I, didn't I, understand. I just can't get through it. No, whatever. <laughs> I had to m- remind myself, like, oh right, this is happening like a few hours or like a day ago or something. Like, okay, yeah. I have to like mentally do the math in my head, which I just like I don't really like I can't, I guess I get why they did it in this. Yeah. I was okay with it. It felt like a style decision, not a mm-hmm. narrative decision. Yeah. yeah. And so it sacrificed the narrative a little bit to do that. And because I, I agree, I was like, "Wait, why are we rewinding now?" Like, I, right? 
And they don't, really I don't do it. I don't need this enough to like justify doing it either. They do it maybe like twice, yeah. mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it's over, and then now it's a linear yeah. narrative again. I, I mean, it makes I, it yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think it kind of tied in. I I think my favorite part of the one of my favorite elements of the movie was the like the cards that would pop up. Oh, the, like the text and it would just be oh, like, like this person, this is their personal grievance. <laughs> that was good. And yeah, which that all leads up to like Romans and all of his. It's just, just like, like a just little pick tear. one. <laughs> then apparently Harley voted for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> which makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 I yeah. buy it. We I also understand. Bernie is in the DCU now. <laughs> 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 oh gosh. You should make a cameo in Birds of Prey, too. Yes. Can you imagine? Do it. Gotham Can City Sirens. Oh. oh, here comes Birdie. He's my poison ivy choice, I would say. Oh, and yeah. Well, yeah. she is a health service wait, provider, so wait. she wants single-payer health care. Yeah. She wants to save the environment. Listen. I think we're really onto something, guys. Yeah. And Bernie's guys. very hot, so. <laughs> it's the burn of prey. There we go. Good job. Burn, of, burn prey. of prey. Oh, my God. Well, speaking uh, of yeah. Renee, I need that shirt that she wore. That <laughs> I shaved my balls for this shirt, like yesterday. I, I, she, the moment she came out with it, I was like, I wasn't gonna do it because I was in a theater, but I was like ready to get on Amazon and like find out if I could purchase it, which you can't. They, they oh. don't have it. They don't have it. And I'm That's like, this weird. is, this is a mistake. I want this at Hot Topic. Like, it now. probably will it be. It will be, right? <laughs> like, it's gotta be. Anyway, that's, that's all I really want. I wonder if they made it for the movie. It's actually, I was thinking about this in the film. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Happy Death Day to You. I did. There's a shirt. I did not see Happy Death Day, but I saw Happy you Death know, Day to you, you. You don't need to see the first one. To I mean, I guess. I, I think know. I pieced it together. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a t-shirt that she wears. In the movie, It's it has WTF written on it. Mm-hmm. And I guess for the promotional material, they thought that that was too uh, rude. And so it just, it, they like digitally changed it to say OMG in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure. Uh, And that was something I think about a lot is the fact that they changed that. Do you think that's why they fought for the R rating in this movie? So they could have (laughs) They were like, this shirt's really fucking funny. (laughs) I need to put it in in the shirt. She was like, I need the R rating because we have to have the shirt in it. (laughs) Yeah. That's a pretty good Australian accent. Thank you very much. Again, circling back to Renee and uh, Detective Montoya, like... I think it, we would be remiss to talk about the birds of prey without mentioning that like, this is not kind of like from like a traditional, like comic background. This is not the traditional birds of prey, like yes. lineup. Like Harley Quinn is yeah. not. You can involved. speak maybe more to this. Cause I know this is yeah. one of the like shitty dude bro arguments online. Yeah. It's like, why are they calling it? Just call it the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. 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 Just don't call it birds of prey. Fabulous. Cause long titles that are interesting that you've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, dumb. I don't like it. Uh, so Margot Robbie, should listen to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll flash my credentials. I <laughs> so I I one of my like first entry points into comics was Batgirl. Um, I am like Barbara Gordon is like my favorite character. Like I love her so much. Like her whole backstory is like she's like Commissioner Gordon's daughter, and she wants to be a part of the police force. But you know, either she's you know not qualified enough. Uh, a lot of times they say she just doesn't meet the height requirements, that kind of thing. And so she sets off to be a vigilante just because she wants to do police work and she's super smart. She has like a photographic memory. Um, and uh, she, in a <laughs> very unfortunate uh, comic called The Killing Joke, uh, gets crippled by the Joker. And then she is in a wheelchair for many, many years. And then she starts going by uh, the character name Oracle, 
Um, again, because she's like super smart, like can, you know, hack into the mainframe or, you know, whatever. That's one does. You know, and oh, yeah, the, she's and in. So, she's, she's in. That's what they say when they yeah, hack into I, the mainframe. Oh, yeah, she's I'm, in. I'm in. Hack the world. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> hacking experts. Yeah, but like, so. <laughs> From so, all the movies I've watched about hacking, that's what they say. <laughs> I'm in. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but so she ends up teaming up with Black Canary and they are like the founding members of the Birds of Prey. Um, and then they did the Birds of, Prey, Birds of Prey comics for a while. And then it wasn't until Gail Simone came on. Uh, and she wrote an arc called Of Like Minds. Starts with episode or issue 56. You I better think. be right about this because oh, people are going to yeah. write about it on the Reddit. Oh my God, Ashley. I really I don't we're going to cancel you. <laughs> if if you're wrong. No, I wrote it down. It's the first <laughs> Simone arc is Of Like Minds, number 56 through 61 and 2004. Um, because I got my credentials. Listen, I honestly, I we wanted to stress this at the top of the episode. I I, I really do appreciate your comic background <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm about to say. It does not matter. It but doesn't. I think you can be a fan without knowing all the details. All the so details. If you don't Shit know what stuff. Ashley's yeah, talking about, well, that's fine. Exactly. You don't, what I, what I was mostly getting towards is like yes. when I heard that they were doing a Birds of Prey movie, like I was like so excited because I was like, finally, we're going to get a Batgirl. And then they were like, nope, she's not there. And like, <laughs> and fuck you, Ashley specifically. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Um, mm-hmm. But it makes sense for what they were trying to do. And mm-hmm. I think, like, again, it, it's one of those things like you have to get out of your brain of like, Adaptations do not have to be direct, like copy paste. No. Like, you know, it was the exact way in the comics. And so it's going to be the exact way on the film. I think what they did here was way more interesting. They like reinvented what this group means and who it could be and who it could be about and how it's told. And like, I, you know, the Birds of Prey, the the comics are fun to read, but they were, they were published in 2004. I think they, I've gone back to them recently and they show their age. And I think this film was like such a loving, uh, I don't want to say makeover, but refresh, you know, it was it's like a makeover. We're it's girls. A, we're girls. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, yeah. it, it really, I, I don't, I think they did an excellent job capturing like the spirit that they were trying to, um, without kind of reverting back on, like, this is like a superhero movie that we've just inserted girls into mm, the main yes. parts. Um, it was really telling like, and if you see story. the movie, there's yeah. also, it feels like there's room to work Oracle in mm-hmm. if this is, and if you watch the movie, people are complaining, Oh, it's not. Why isn't it about birds of prey? The movie is about the origins of the birds of prey yeah, and the emancipation of one Harley. Yeah. Birds of prey origins, if Bird. you will. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. And I just, just so you know, Ashley, Christina Hodson, the writer of this movie. Is working she, on Batgirl currently. Yeah, I, I heard that and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's in good hands. Yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm okay. And I think I, ultimately the reason that all happened, I'm sure, was like legal mumbo jumbo. Like, sure. Business, right. business, Hollywood. Like, you know, so I'm sure. The but. origins of this were really that basically Margot Robbie got pulled in for Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And before they were even finished filming, they went to Comic-Con and I think the idea was kind of like already in her head that like she was doing all this research and she was reading Birds of Prey and Margot Robbie was reading Birds of Prey and all these Harley comics and she got to Comic-Con and there's a million Harleys there and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's like a real demand for this character and like a smart businesswoman mm-hmm. is yeah. like they're probably going to want another, they might want a Harley spinoff and if they do that, I want to be in control. Yeah. So she immediately started like having meetings and pitching a Harley movie, pitching an R-rated movie. And she has specifically fought for, she wanted a team movie. So I think that's how it eventually led to Birds of Prey. And 
she also, I'm very excited about this. She's talked about how she really likes the Gotham City Sirens and she yes. likes her relationship with Poison Ivy. Oh my God. So I think they want to explore that, but I think I really respect her decision to be like, she keeps talking about how like Huntress is actually really interesting and we've yeah. never seen her depicted on screen. Black Canary, mm -hmm. you know, she's been on the CW shows and stuff, but we really haven't seen that, you know, Before. on the big screen. Yeah. And we uh. have to explore some other characters. Renee Montoya, you know, gets like slapped in the face by Harvey Dent in the yeah. Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So I, it really felt like a, a really good opportunity to, I think, like explore more of these characters. Uh, she's my hero. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, now I just can't stop thinking about a Gotham City Sirens movie because that would rock. <laughs> like oh it would be, so, be great. so good. Yeah. Also in the, in the intro cartoon, um, Harley's like, there's like a, uh, like a slot machine card of like past uh, exes. I and like the, there about is, that. Yeah. is that supposed to be Poison Ivy? I don't know. Some it people is a, say it is. It is like it's, a redheaded it's woman. It's a lady. There is a lady. So <laughs> yeah, like confirmed bisexual. But like I was like, hmm, like this opens the door to another prickly poison friend. Yeah, I think <laughs> that that, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, oh, it would be um, so fun. Who would I've, play Poison Ivy? I mean, what about, I would love to, I mean, I'm selfishly, I want like some South Asian rep. So like, yeah, and yeah. like, Priyanka Chopra, as much as I have some like issues with her, is easily one of the like sexiest women in the Ooh. world. Right. That would be that's the thing. You have to <sighs> have so cool. I feel like you have to be very hot. You have, but you also have to have like big dick energy. I feel like yeah. Megan like, Fox was Ivy. being talked about yeah. in this context. I don't yes. think anything is coming of that. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like I I mean, to me the big thing, I it's so funny when you look at fan cast because so many of them are just like dudes being like Emma Stone. She's got red hair. I'm like, maybe let's think outside of like the hair color they already have because yeah. they can change it. Yep. Or I don't know if um, that like it's the same or like can get away reaction or, yeah. to the aerial casting. It's like, you know, mm. guys, uh, black women can have red hair. Crazy idea. <gasps> what? What? Mind explain. I know. Yeah. <laughs> really wild. I would. Yeah. I also I, I would like a woman of color. I mean, we have I'm, I like that change Catwoman, who mm. I'm not sure if they'll do that crossover the whole DC I have no idea it's how it's very confusing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if anyone could cross over into this Birds of Prey movie, it would be Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> like of all of the Batmen, oh our God. bats is the one. Oh my God. He's, gonna he's be, the one who's going to be in The Batman, right? Is he's the movie? Batman. Okay. Yes, indeed. The, the Batman. Batman. It's going to be pretty great. What was his quote? It's quote, so raw and like something yes. else. Like, <laughs> I love it, that. Sushi. It was like uns unsanitized yes. and raw. Yeah. Sounds oh. gross. Yeah. I'm so just like <laughs> <I'm> disgusting. <laughs> oh. Can't wait. I am. But but Zoe Kravitz though is playing Catwoman and she's she has got the this hair. Like, cute little pixie cut and it feels like they're going back to this Zoe like sixties yeah style. So I would like to see her. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like my I wonder Eva Mendez like hasn't been in anything. And I feel like maybe yeah. Poison Ivy. Yeah. I, I feel know. like maybe it would be a nice opportunity for like an unknown to like break through too. Like, yeah. I don't know. Agree. Yes. Because nothing's coming to mind immediately, which means that like there's probably someone out there who's like perfect for this role. Could be anyone. Like, yeah. It could be anyone. Oh um, my God. I just thought of Janelle Monet as Poison Ivy. <gasps> Yo. Oh my God. Oh boy. <laughs> Thinking of her in that she midsummer. Was, like, has Janelle yeah. like Cape. done? Yeah. It's like Janelle done anything that's like, like specifically like a big lead role. I feel like she's. She's been, been the person who has like cool lines in a trailer. Like, yeah. what's, the, what's the doll movie? <laughs> what? 
Is she the lead in this, like, in the antebellum horror? Yes, that's sort of her big thing, right? Because she's sort of. I think so. um, She would be a great poison ivy. Because, look, I feel like so much of it, yeah, you're just going to be able to, if you can, like, stand and put your arms out and it looks like plants yeah. would come shooting out. She yeah. would wear, she would That's do, like, would a happen. green tuxedo. Like, that would be what her <sighs> look would be. Yeah. Hey, into it. Think about it. I like Very that. into it. it might be my mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, call me. <laughs> <laughs> Got some thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are we going to talk about the plot of this movie? Oh shit! Yeah, oh, we're gonna do that. <laughs> Should we? <laughs> yeah. Just in case. No. It's blank check. Listen, <laughs> it's kind of. Fine. I'm surprised when blank check goes into the plot of a movie. <laughs> Honestly, it is pretty. I just dark-y. figured I should say something. We're at what? Personally, my favorite tweets are when everyone sent like sends us tweets, be like, they didn't even talk about the movie yeah, yeah. for an hour in. We've been talking about the movie. We're just we should talk more about, about the Bachelor. Guys, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> Who do no. you think is going to pick? Uh, wait, Ashley, <laughs> yeah. I want to hear your thoughts about the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> oh, very positive thoughts. Uh, I think my biggest takeaway uh, from the Lego Batman movie, it is the best uh, depiction. There, I was like, what? what are words? So Lego Batman movie has the best depiction of Batgirl specifically, as mentioned before. She's my oh, girl. Yeah. I'm sorry. And yeah, they have done Batgirl on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> Played by Rosario Dawson. They do this like video montage about like, welcome your new commissioner, Barbara Gordon. And they say, she was top of her class at Harvard for police. Cleaned up the streets of Bloodhaven using <laughs> statistics and compassion. <laughs> like, it's just like, but like, that's Barbara. So I was like, oh, it's so good. And like, they do such a great job of like getting back to like kind of like the cartoony like fun roots of yeah. Batman and like the whole DC universe as well. Cartoons. Cartoons, man. Like love them. yeah, exactly. And I think they, DC has been like if you're if you if you're comparing like DC to Marvel, DC has always been rooted in kind of a more cartoony madcap universe. Then Marvel has always been like, no, we're trying to make this relevant to like the real world. It's set in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're trying to make this like as applicable as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, where DC can just have like a little bit more fun. Um, and yeah, I thought the Lego Batman movie did a great job of that. Um, yeah. And also Will Arnett as Batman is also great. Yeah, and like great. Michael Sarah's there as Robin. Ugh, Lego Batman. Real quick so aside fun. for cartoons, I actually also want to shout out the yeah. Harley Quinn show. If you guys get like a DC Universe free pass. That's right. Yeah. I was doing my research, diligent research on top of Suicide Squad. Very diligent. It's very fun. Apparently also writer's room. Some of them blankies. Listen to the show. <laughs> what you were going to say? Some of them? Women. <laughs> Maybe. So I women and blankies. I, it certainly feels like it, yeah. More importantly than being women, they listen to this show. Mm-hmm. A blankie so. first and a woman second. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, back to the plot of Birds of Prey, which we have not covered over an hour in. It's a good plot. Solid. I don't know. Emma, really? you're a movie critic. I'm, go, I go sure, sure am. Okay. <laughs> As my job description as being a movie critic, I will go over the plot of this film. Um, so it's it's about Harley Quinn. Sure is. It's thing number one to know about this film. Uh, and she, so it starts like as she is, she broke up with the Joker. She gets kicked out of she like a bar. She gets kicked out. He breaks up with her. She's not having a, a great time of 
being rejected, and she hasn't told anyone that they're not together anymore. With good reason, though. With good reason, yeah. because mm-hmm. he's pretty much the only thing keeping people from messing with her, and, cause, and she's, like, riding high on all this freedom that she has because of that, but she doesn't realize that it's not because she's who she is, it's because he's who he is. Right. And so once the connection between them, it becomes apparent that that's not there anymore after she blows up an ACE chemical plant. A very fun um, scene. Well, some people have the Eiffel Tower. Some people have the Olive Garden. <laughs> Other people have an Ace Chemical Had Power a, Plant. A vat of acid. <laughs> Great, line. Great um, line. And people start coming after her, including the guy, what's, including Ewan McGregor's character's name. Roman, Roman Sionis. Sionis. Victor Zaz is so much more fun to say. Very cool Zaz. name. Zaz. Zaz. <laughs> like, Roman Sionis is like not It just sounds like a name of a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just sounds oh, like a very generic that. like mob boss whatever. Yeah. Black yeah, yeah, mask. Yeah. Black mask. Mm-hmm. Uh he does indeed wear the black mask Which, later on. Yeah. And 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 the whole thing of like her <laughs> kind of being under quote unquote the protection of Joker. Right. I thought it was really interesting because even if your uh boyfriend is not the clown prince of crime <laughs> You've heard me talk about my exes. <laughs> Clowns. Um, ladies. No, um, I think. Uh, but but the, it's like a real thing that I feel like happens to women where if you have right. a boyfriend, you're sort men of don't bother you as Yeah, much. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're not going to get catcalled if there's a dude walking next to you on right. the same street mm-hmm. where you might be walking by yourself. Yeah. So I, it, you totally yeah. understand Harley kind of like obviously it's hard for her to just admit it to herself. But then also she knows like the very real implications. And it's also just like it's an interesting detail for Roman that he, you know, respects Joker and fears him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know Harley is pretty kooky and crazy and he just finds her annoying and he only does legs in his bar (laughs) but she only you know what I mean like she's acting out but he won't do anything because of the Joker because he respects this guy but as soon as he's gone he was like oh I don't care anymore right um shitty dude how many of us have ever done the thing where, like, you're in a bar with your friends and some guy starts talking to you and you, like, grab one of your guy friends and you're like, this is my boyfriend. Because I've done that before. 100% have done that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got um, it. I thought you were going to say where you jump on their legs. <laughs> <laughs> Who have done that? Million where? Million <laughs> oh, my gosh. I found fun. it's a very effective move. <laughs> just girly things. You <laughs> and you break his legs. Uh, I wish. We, we love catharsis. Only anyway. do it if you mm-hmm. have a PhD. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that she keeps mentioning that. Yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. I went to school. Yeah. I was a psychiatrist. She has a very... Yeah quiet kind of line in Suicide Squad Mm -hmm. where she does some like psych language towards Will Smith who's misses his daughter I don't know really convincing I can't talk about that movie (laughs) without like sighing and like melting into the floor Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah throughout this movie she's saying like oh classic childhood trauma or like I can tell you're lying to me based off of like your facial reactions and things like that just like very makes it very clear like Harlene Quinzel like went to school god damn it she still knows her shit she has a business card the business card was so fun the business card was good she can't spell mercenary (laughs) To be fair, she had a lot of shots before she could have spilled her What else happens in this movie? How many other characters come into it? Because this is the part that I was confused by, and it keeps going back and forth. I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. The big thing is that 
you know, it's like hunting season on Harley once everyone right. knows that mm-hmm. her and the Joker broke up. It's wabbit up. season. Yeah. It's wabbit season. You could say. <laughs> wow. Well, it's it's wabbit season for her. Right, right. If <laughs> and she can't pull back also, a sign that says duck season, she can't yeah. trick everybody. She can't. She I, can't. Would, I do feel that Roman would fall for it because he's a big old dummy in this oh movie. Oh my gosh. Oh he's such a petulant child. He he's just like, my things. I know you're taking He literally my yells things. my like, things. My yes. things. Throws uh, them. Oh, it's so great. You have to respect his suits, though. Oh, yeah. I love them. I was going to say, I do want to talk about how they great they were. They were so good, right? They're so good. And the mo- that, that part in the club where he has uh, yes. eyeliner on, I would just like to say thank you. Yes. Just, thank just thank you for putting you. Ewan McGregor in makeup. Oh Kathy Ann knows what we want. Yeah. I did yes. tense up in my seat when that happened. I was like, oh, oh, oh. oh it's happening. <laughs> yeah. He borrowed some from Christmasina. Right. Oh, my God. He's got a lot of eyeliner. Can I step back for a second and say the one thing that I really struggled with in this movie is, yeah. that, um, is that Roman is quoted as queer. And yes. Mm. We should talk about him yeah. being like the villain in that. Like, I'm here for queer villains, but mm-hmm. it made it very much like this is women versus queer men. And I'm not <laughs> here for that. Uh, oh, I yeah. That. Yeah. Well, well didn't Kathy Ann say in an interview before it came out? Yeah. She was like, yes, Roman and Victor are together. Oh, I, yes. I she, saw yeah. an interview where she said she didn't plan it that way. Okay. To me, it felt more coded. Never feels implicit. Mm-hmm. Christmas Cena is especially, he's like a little puppy following you and McGregor around. The way that they make eye contact. Yes. Um, he's like, Something's he's so there. pouty when he's talking to Black Canary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it felt, yeah. It felt a little explicit, but it also, ba- like, because they had queer rep on both sides, mm-hmm. right. it didn't mm-hmm. feel as... You know, and the queerness wasn't kind of, it never felt like the queerness was the reason for the villainy. Like, right? Like, it didn't feel like it was like that level of it. So, it's complicated. It's still, it's uncomfortable, (gasps) but I do wish there's such a history of it. It's just so many villains are coded as queer. Just forever. And just very kind of like over the top, and it's never made. I, I think it would have been cool to kind of just make that like a yeah. little more explicit, like just go that extra right. Step. Just say it because yeah. it, it did. It did work for their characters. Like I wouldn't have wanted to see them as like you know what I mean. Like their mm-hmm. lingering moments together are really like charged and fun, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Something like blowing off some steam. I want to go call, kill Harley, you know, or yeah. whatever the line was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good it, to mention that it's not necessarily women versus. Right. Straight men. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which would probably be a little bit more cathartic. Yeah. It mm-hmm. would have been more cathartic, but also maybe more like ham fisted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Although he does have that moment of like, men of Gotham. Yeah. Right. Not <laughs> it is very testosterone driven. Yep. Yeah. That scene specifically reminded me of when Chris Gethard is in Parks and Rec. And he's like standing <laughs> with like the men's, the men's rights activist. Yes. That's what that moment was. It felt like he watched that clip. Oh boy. Cinematic parallels. Birds of Prey is basically men's rights are nothing. Exactly. (laughs) I thought, but like, I think you and McGregor played it like really well. Oh, he was having so much fun. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I had recently (laughs) revisited Moulin Rouge. uh, And so part of the time I was just like. Big Ewan movie. (laughs) Big Ewan movie. But then when this movie started. I was just like, Christian? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. hey, he does get to, to dance and guy. sing to Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend in I both know. movies. Oh, yeah. He that didn't get true. to sing it. 
Oh. I really would like, I wanted him to jump in. Did we like that number? Preeti, what did you I think wa- of that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was interesting and fun, and I love that she's wearing pants in it. I thought that was great. I agree. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I really, really enjoyed that whole thing. It was such like a weird manic moment, but in a way that worked. Mm -hmm. Unlike the like kind of weird rewinding narrative structure that didn't necessarily work, that moment for me really, really like worked for Harley as a character. I have to say, for me, I have to disagree a little bit because I was like very <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I respect you though. Women stick together. <laughs> um, but I was like, I remember seeing that like little bits of that in the trailers and being yeah. very excited for whatever that was going to be. Mm-hmm. I assumed that it would be it's very her short. singing Diamonds Are Girls Best Friend and yeah. it seemed really weirdly like chopped and screwed in the actual movie that like I wondered if it hadn't been a full scene and they decided to just sort of cut around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because felt, I would yeah. have liked a full genuine musical number there. I feel like that would yeah. have been really cool. <laughs> but they more just didn't it. do it. Yeah. I want more. Yeah. I kind of, I yeah, wish it was fair. in Harley's voice, honestly, because it, it's, it's like a, yeah, someone else's. Yeah. That's definitely not. Can, can Margo sing? Do we oh, know? Please. She, I don't know. She, she can do so everything. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is that the only fantasy sequence? I don't um, think there's any other. Yeah, there was besides the, the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, yeah, fantasy. But the, yeah, compared to Suicide Squad fantasy, where she like has two small children and is God. married to Jared Leto. Ugh. Yeah, no, they have it felt had like the a nice change. Worst. Yeah, yeah. goals. <laughs> Well, because this was what was what I liked about it, I think, is because this was such a direct result of him, I mean, hitting her in the face in a very jarring moment. Right. Yeah. Because, right, because Ewan McGregor does play the character kind of like, you're laughing at him a lot. Like, he is very mm-hmm. impetuous and very childish, so that when they are these, like, and, like, the first time you see him be truly violent, it's him directing Victor's ass to do the work, Right. So the right. first moment where he like really like backhands her was a really jarring, uncomfortable moment. Right. And so I liked it going into this kind of jarring, uncomfortable musical scene where it it felt very right because of what preceded it directly. Mm-hmm. But it was like really like that moment of her of him like backhanding her was like, ugh. It was <laughs> right. it was hard. It was it was a, it was hard to see in the same way that the dress scene was hard to see. It was like a little hard to watch. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to watch Obi Wan do that. No. no. He did have the high ground though. So. <laughs> oh my god. I'll leave. Like, Bye. This oh has been so god. much fun, you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But no, yeah. It is. I think it, it made sense for Harley's character in that she kind of like stepped out of a little bit. It did yeah. feel jarring, but then I guess it made sense for the yeah. scene. I think it was just like an editing issue for me. Yeah, it was just the way mm-hmm. they they spliced Fair. it in was a little mm-hmm. a little it seemed choppy. Like it had been there had been a reason for it, and then they had to take out the reason or something. It, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with yeah. it, but it seemed like I, the reason like, was to have Megan the Stallion and Normani <laughs> song yeah. in the credits. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Free credits. Uh, soundtrack for this movie. Very good. Slaps. So. Slaps. Slaps. Very fun. Honks. <laughs> what honks? Yep. Beep, beep. Honks is the thing that Griffin's trying to start. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. By law, I have to I feel to like David says it a lot, too. David's, well, because this is what happens between those two. <laughs> like Victor Zaz and <laughs> Roman Sionis. They just feed into each other. Which one of them is which? I mean, I who's feel Roman, like David's got to be Roman, right? <laughs> He's gonna love this. He's like, I'm psychopath. (laughs) 
Do you think those two are? I mean, I feel like I feel bad not saying that Ben is Victor Zaz. Oh he's got some Ms. Victor Serious Zaz. scumbum energy. There's a lot of scumbums in this movie. Ben also cuts little tally marks into his skin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fun fact. For every pair of pants he buries. Yeah. <laughs> he, Ben's like a ginger. It would not look. That oh would be God. so bad for his skin. <laughs> This. But yeah, I really liked. I liked Black Mask. I liked. I like how he puts on the mask. Yeah. You can yeah. tell he cool. did too. <laughs> he he was like, "Was that what? Is that what he says to Zaz?" Where like they kind of like get excited for a minute. I feel like I missed that line where he's just like, "I'm gonna put this on tonight" because he's really not wearing it for most of the movie. No. <laughs> he's very showboaty. He's very like because the in this version, I don't know if this is him in the comics, but he's kind of just like a trust fund kid. He's like an interesting parallel. To uh, Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. where you know, trust he has, a lot, kid of privilege. He has a lot and of privilege, and yet he still feels like he has something to prove right. all the time. Mm-hmm. And he has to control things, and he gets upset when things don't go his way. So yeah. he decides to become a villain who I owns mean, relatable. the east side of Gotham. Yeah, mm-hmm. who among us. I mean, mm-hmm. I would also want to like wear all those fun outfits if I were. I would love That's to. That's the best own part about being a Gotham villain, right? It's just that you get to like dress like real you crazy. You get to wear yeah. cool stuff. Yeah. yeah I would love to own a seedy nightclub with like hand decorations. <laughs> all yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It looked like the Pan's Labyrinth like hand. Yeah. Things. yeah. So I guess that was yeah. like the, they were originally going to have statues on stage because he's oh. so obsessed with these like perfect forms everywhere sure. and then they thought it looked too weird so instead they just have like one big statue that kind of like overwhelms the stage that's cool yeah. and then obviously did you guys catch there was a line where he's showing Black Canary his apartment and yes. Zaz is super jealous and he says something about he points to a statue that is a very tall Ewan McGregor that I know we all want in our homes Sure, uh-huh. I'm sure we'll be sold at Hot Topic very shortly yep. <laughs> When they auction that one off at the prop auction, I will be there. I will be there as well. But he says someone made it, and then they cut him off. Were we? Is that? Does I anyone don't. think that's supposed to be a nod? I don't remember. I don't notice this. I did not. I was not a hundred percent sober when I saw this movie. <laughs> I like that honesty. Sorry, DC fans, if we're not getting something. Whatever. I thought I was tweet like, at us. Is there supposed yeah. to be like Please. a? <laughs> I felt like there was supposed to be like a hero or villain we've never heard of that's like the sculptor. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, it's a nod. He makes yeah. statues. Hot I mean, Pete. Yeah. With with DC's, you know, villain background, like there probably is someone named the sculptor. They have Calendar they, Man. They, they have like, Calendar Man. They have like the kite. Like, the street. They did a yeah. really good job with Calendar Man on the long Halloween. Give <laughs> him a purpose. Yes, yes, yes. But Batman villains, that's why they're all my favorite. Yeah. But yeah, but then it ends with the statues. So it seems to be kind of like, I really like the the Founders Park. It's just like another reminder of like all these yeah. men who have like, you know, gotten credit for, I don't fucking yeah. know, just being founding. rich and founding <laughs> Gotham. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a very good idea to put that many statues on a pier. No, I mean, it was, think of the wind. It was falling apart a bit. I feel like that might have had to do with the like 30 statues <laughs> that were lined up on a wooden pier. Some of them look kind of crumbly. They yeah. looked pretty crumbly. One gunshot destroyed the whole head. Yeah. They're probably That's hollow on the inside. Shoddy workmanship. Like real men. Whoa. Whoa. No. <laughs> if I could drop this mic, I would. But Except it wouldn't. That's actually really bad for audio really equipment. Expensive. You shouldn't do it. Please do don't. It. I know. It's very expensive. I know things. I don't bat them. Like like James James uh oh my God. 
too many James who hosts late night shows. James Corden at the Oscars. Oh, James Corden. <laughs> they were like messing with the, oh, right. the microphone because oh, they were cats. And all I could think was from, like the audio people are pissed right now. So mad. I wonder if that was a prop microphone. It seemed like it was it bouncing back unusually real. well. Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah, if they rehearsed that. Do you think they rehearsed in the cat makeup too? I bet they spent weeks on that bit. <laughs> oh my God. Probably longer than they did on cats. I will never watch cats. Honestly. Uh, no, don't look at me like that. Angela. High cinema. I will not. Do it. <laughs> I will not. No, 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 People are still mad at us for not covering that. Guys, please stop telling us to cover cats. I'm sorry, I brought up a sore subject, but no, it might. We might be covering it in like a March Madness bracket, but like, don't leave. Tom Hooper's gonna don't encourage people to vote for that. I it would be fun to talk about, but also please stop tweeting at us to cover cats. Skimble Shanks is the railway cat. He's the cat on the rail. Anyway, think what other. Parts of birds of prey. What did we like, guys? I like um, speaking of statues and stuff. I liked in the fun house when they're on that spinny table when the, she's the rollerblading around the mm-hmm. carrot. Thank you, the word that I was looking for. I liked how the hands you could bend them back and smack people fun. with them. <laughs> Very cool. It's just shenanigans, man. It's just all good fun. It was so great. I think we have to. I don't think this episode is complete if we don't give a shout out to the egg and cheese sandwich. That oh, was actually hell yes. Yeah, that was like legitimately Harley's, like, the best part. <laughs> so good, and like I'm really sad because I wanted to bring egg and cheese sandwiches for everyone to this yeah. recording, and it happened to be after the breakfast hour, so I couldn't get any, and I was really furious. Um, but we probably shouldn't be eating on mic anyway. Um, People, it'll bring it Griffin back. Griffin does it all. all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also okay. would have been really sad if you guys were eating egg and cheese sandwiches. That's oh. true. That's true. It's hard enough to watch the movie, and they have. Like this, like I was so good. Sandwich. I was so hungry. I was like, I want an egg and cheese and a margarita stack. <laughs> yeah, like I just in, put it in my mouth. Um, but yeah, it's like it, I think it's interesting that like she breaks up with the Joker, and like it's not even like her breaking up. It's definitely like implied that he did that. Um, but the thing that actually like led her to have you know a breakthrough she moment she cries and it's like it's because this egg and cheese sandwich got fridged like <laughs> like totally like we had to have this egg and cheese sandwich die for her to see the error of her ways and like grow past that and like oh, it was so it was so great and I love that she finally got it in the end yeah yeah that was I good. mean who amongst us hasn't had that experience with a bodega breakfast sandwich oh. <sighs> Like, there's nothing worse in the world than you think you're going to get this amazing thing, this amazing sandwich, and then something goes wrong. (laughs) Absolutely. It's really. So that that was like representation matters. It does. (laughs) Of egg sandwiches. Yes. Specifically, apparently, like a lot of care went into crafting like the exact type of like egg sandwich that they make in New York. Like, because, That's like, they good. were, like, they would bring them, and they were, like, no, that looks too nice. It has to look floppy. It has to have yeah. Armenian hair in it. It yeah. has to be legit. No disrespect to the egg sandwiches of New York. It no, was good. It looked like a good, good New York egg sandwich. It did. It had, like, the right, like, like foil wrapping and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then Just the like foil the and then the paper underneath. Paper. And then the and paper. Then back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the montage when they're cooking it on the... Yes. The stovetop. Uh, yeah. And the With egg Barry is like White appropriately wiggly. playing. Oh, that's yes. that's what I hear in my mm-hmm. head. Every I time. Every time. Yeah. I'm no, yeah. hungry. I've fixed yeah. many a hangover with an egg and cheese from my bodega down the street. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's why I, it would be hard for me to like live. Every time I've been to LA, I'm like, how can't 
You can't just like walk around a corner and get an egg and cheese sandwich. Uh, you gotta go to squirrel. You gotta drive around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Let me just alienate all our listeners in that whole thing. Yeah, bye guys. Sorry, LA. Sorry, LA. But you gotta try the egg and cheese. You'll change your mind. We don't like men or people from LA. <laughs> it is funny though that like every time, like occasionally listeners will like post in our Reddit, like I'm going to New York. Like what like movie stuff should I do? And like responses are always like get an egg and cheese sandwich. <laughs> Do it. it. It is like kind of like the quintessential thing to do. And Gotham is kind of like the, you know, it's supposed it's to be New like New York. Yeah. Combo. It's sometimes Chicago. It's sometimes Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Nolan's yeah. version, I guess. When it has like nerve gas and shit. Trucks flopping over. All those trucks, you know? I really like this Gotham though. Did we feel like this felt like Gotham watching it? Did it feel like a regular city? Back to your earlier point about how this feels like a Schumacher film. Yes. Those are the only films in which I believe that like Gotham is this gross place of corruption and just like everything is dirty and well, yeah, terrible. Yeah, because there's a bunch of gangs that paint neon on their faces. So now that's how you know they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of radical. Anyway. Because like I remember I watched like the I love the Nolan Batman trilogy. I think they're great. But they're always like Ooh. this city is dirty and gross. I'm like this city it looks fine. Like you Yeah. It's just sort of boring. But I don't think it's gross. Up. Yeah. But this movie in particular it looked like sticky. Like I felt <laughs> like if I touched the movie it, I, my hand would come away with something on it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah Harley's ap- apartment was like appropriately mm-hmm. small. She did get a studio which like felt pretty yeah. unrealistic. Little, yeah. I yeah. wonder how much Harley how much do we think Harley's paying rent on that place? Well, she made a deal with that very nice man. I guess Doc. so. Grievances. That was great. That was also another one of my favorite, like a theme that I thought was pretty strong. That was, I think, kind of like subtly layered throughout is that like Harley is so uh, she really struggles to connect with people. And it felt like I mean, the first thing you see is like her dad kind of like didn't want her and they kind of like brush it off as a joke. But it is she's horrible. But she's an unreliable narrator. And she's like, yeah, you know, my dad didn't want me, but I kept showing up anyway. I ended (laughs) up in like this orphanage with like these nuns. And then like she has that line with Doc that says he's like the father I never had. And she kind of like says it like a throwaway. But like she's so genuinely hurt when he sells her out. Mm -hmm. And I think like it. It really hurts when she sells out Cassandra Kane, like right after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it it made sense for her to just like you you can tell it's so hard for her to like she can't really like rely on anyone and like well, every time she tries she, like, to make connections she's really bad at it. Yeah. Uh, and it sucks because like she immediately kind of gets it too when he does yeah. that. She's yeah. like, yeah, you know, I, I guess I would have done the same thing. And then of course she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. That's just sort of like the world until now she's lived in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she gets a girl gang and everything goes great for her. Yeah. And then she turns on them, which again, yeah. felt good. So, right. so good. Uh, and do you want to uh, try at the box office game? Oh, fuck no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's from this week. I can't, I'm not like a box office officiant. What, what movies are coming out? What movies are already out? Are already out. I, don't I know. mean, I guess we can talk about the box office with this movie. Um, it's, it's, it's not, not doing, well. <laughs> doing as well as do you know we would if, like. Do you know if well, David does the worldwide or the domestic? I, I don't know. Well, this is the I literally listen to the show for my job and I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I like sit next to David and I have no idea what he's doing over listen, there. I'm not a numbers girl. I just talk <laughs> right, a so lot. Birds of Prey is number three. Okay. Number one is a sequel to a sequel with Will Smith in it. 
Oh. Oh. Bad Boys. Bad for boys. Life. Yeah, Bad sense. Boys for Life. Uh, number two is a movie I didn't know came out, but everyone has been uh, really mad about it. It's got Robert Downey Jr. Do it all. <laughs> That's number it. two? It's number two. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's yeah. too, but that's, isn't that par for the course though? Like a children's movie? Cause you know, yeah. parents yeah. and children's, like this is a rated R superhero right. movie. Like, right. That limits the audience. Right. Yeah. Is this international? Unless, unless you, you bring your 10 year old, I guess. Yeah. I think like international link CGI, he does stick his hand up a dragon's asshole in that movie. He sure does. Wait, you saw that movie? Spoilers. I didn't see it, David. I just like saw David immediately after he saw it and he was like still reeling from it. And then Ben was like, he he asked, he was like the dragon farts a lot. Mm. This is like the main compelling point of the movie. This is the climax of the film. The climax of the film is the dragon is farting. And then Ben asked... Does the dragon at least fart fire? And then David yelled, no. (laughs) Really upset. (laughs) Perfect opportunity missed. Yeah. I'm bummed that I know that. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyone listening, you still are now. You have to live your (laughs) lives with this information. I have hopes that, I think this has had like a slower opening than maybe the studio was expecting. But I have hopes that like, because I feel like I, I was also in this boat. I was going to wait to see what people said about this one because yeah. it was so closely, you know, tied to like Suicide Squad. And like, I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Are we going to do like another like Harley is a fuck a toy movie? where movie? the trailer was great. Yeah, and the movie exactly. Was I was just mess. like, I, I don't know. I was like, I, I want to make sure this is something that like I would actually enjoy like as mm-hmm. like a as a woman viewer, like knowing that there isn't like excessive like, you know violence against women or no, just like normal that. excessive just violence. normal excessive violence exactly um and you know i think if i had waited i would totally go and see it now mm-hmm. but i had to because i was gonna be on a podcast um but uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah but i think there's a lot of people that are like oh like the reviews are in they've heard that this is a movie that's like safe for me to see um mm-hmm. or I, I would feel good safe about for 10 year olds to see as well mm-hmm. yeah, well maybe, yeah. maybe i don't know 10 year olds <laughs> I think she got there feeling. for the tater tots, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I have hopes that this is going to be like, you know, I don't think it's going to break any like records set by your Wonder Woman's and your Captain Marvel's of the world, which is a ridiculous standard to put a movie to anyway. Right. Mm. That um, it can't just exist. It has to yeah. prove itself every time any movie. Every single time. Created yeah. by women or featuring mm-hmm. all these women. Just like it has to, it has to be great. Yeah. Just the thing about that is that movies about women are bad, you know? And like, <laughs> as we all know, we shouldn't be making Harley, them. Women. Harley wasn't exist? sexy enough. Yeah. She didn't have oh my the sequin booty shorts. So I mean, that's, one, that's, that's where the studios went wrong. That's why fail. That's why it that's, was destined to fail. I can't even say that. Like, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. <laughs> Can we all agree? Yeah. I, that's um, We need to talk about this before we wrap up the episode. Did We, we all fucking love the costumes. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, yes. Very much. Again, amazing. amazing. Again, I shaved my balls for this. <laughs> and, like, fucking Black Canary's, like, yellow pants. Like, yes. doing some stuff to me. I was like, oh, yeah. no, I need The gold them, pants, the, the hair. The hair. Like, the oh, yeah. The suit that she Oops. wears with the bell-bottom yeah. jeans. Oh, my God. I like, like gold overalls oh. so yes. badly. I also oh. like the nod to, like, I knew Harley was going to be on roller skates for that fight scene. And mm. she's on. Yeah. she's in boots for the beginning of it. So mm. I, with the whole time, I was kind of like... When is she going to come out? And as 
someone who did roller derby for five whole minutes. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, I did like the training sort of, and then I started missing classes because it was hard. Um, And other reasons, but like podcasting, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm a girl. Um, It's, it's really, it takes a while to like sit and tie up your laces. I feel like I didn't have to mention that I did derby. I just needed to do a roller derby name. Yeah, actually, it was it was gonna be ADHD, like A I D Y, and like the H stands for like hurricane or something. I didn't get that far. The point is, (laughs) (laughs) then Black Canary goes like, "When did she have time to tie her shoes?" I did not. That's a good yeah. That was a good. I appreciated it because when she skates right out, you're like, "Oh, what? Okay, (laughs) yeah, sure." Like, like, just go with it. We're fighting. I would also like to point out that um, Journey specifically requested um, a black hairstylist on set because she wanted to, like, it's, you know, obviously it's important for a woman of color and specifically a black woman to have black women doing her hair and not just, like, a white woman who might not, might be hired on set. Yeah. And might be hired to do everyone else and not be able to work with her like she should be. Mm-hmm. And her hair looked really cool. Yeah, it did look mm-hmm. really cool. Oh. And she got a hair tie. Like, she did. She yeah. got a hair tie. Yeah. Really important. Small was, detail would yeah, not have been in Suicide how, Squad. Yeah, that's how you know it was, you know, made by women. They got a hair tie in a fight scene. It's great. I feel like we didn't talk about Huntress's outfit. Huntress oh, yeah. has kind of got Those this like sporty. <sighs> yeah. She's got like a tracksuit thing. It's like and a then crop at the top. end. Yes. And then like a big oh, yeah. like jacket. Right. And she somehow can ride the motorcycle with the big jacket sure. on. I love that. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I love the scene where she's on the bike and she has the like rope and she swings Harley around. Yes. Yeah. That was great. She That's whips cool. her. Whip her. Also, uh, Renee Montoya, most practical running around outfit. Yeah. Yes. 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 Sure. Work goes to. <laughs> Sensible shoes. I liked um, Harley's gun of surprises. Oh, it was the fun, oh the fun God, gun. Oh my God, I can't talk about the fun gun. Oh, I loved that. Just so wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, I think that was one of my favorite scenes in the in the movie was the one where she, you know. I agree. Comes and says she's here to commit a crime. <laughs> and then she like goes into the precinct and then just the way they filmed it and the like, not only did we have bean bags, we had glitter. We had mm-hmm. this like, all these like beautiful different colored like smoke bombs that were going off and like the lighting was so cool and the action was like, I feel like they did a great job of like slowing down any of the fights like right for like the really good puncher, really right good when hit. like an the guy slow-mo. gets yeah. hit with I don't know what it was, and he like flips in the air, and yes. she's just standing there. I love that stuff. Yeah, it was so good, and I like that every every member of the team had their own kind of like fighting style. Mm-hmm. Like Harley definitely reminded me of like a pro wrestler. <laughs> like she was yeah. like here to get down and get dirty. Like she was like kicking with like both feet. Like she might as well have grabbed like a metal chair and like hit she someone has her over cool the head. flashy costume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then everyone else had like various styles of like martial arts. Like Renee was just like, you could tell like Krav Maga police training, like brass knuckles, like uh, Black Canary was using her feet exclusively. I think Renee I read this somewhere. Used handcuffs as brass knuckles yeah. in one shot, oh, which yeah. I thought ruled. I did it not ruled. catch that. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, Black Canary was using um, her feet mostly. And I was, I was reading a little bit about the fight choreography, and someone had said they were like, "Yeah, we want to make sure that she uses her feet because if you're using your hands, like if you're working on a club, people are going to see that." But like, oh. you know, your legs and your feet, it's easier to cover up with your awesome gold pants. Nice. Um, and I was like, oh, such, such a good detail. Yeah. I loved it. I like that Cassandra had a cast because she seems like a cast kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She right. does. Oh, my God. A cast kid. Uh, <laughs> Just like that one kid that shows up. Always and you're like, got a cast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
You're up to trouble. And she can stuff stuff inside it. Exactly. Yeah, Very tactical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Part yeah. of me thinks it was fake. Oh, that's just that's there, true. Just there yeah. to put things inside. Yeah. Yeah. Then Harley finds the belonging in someone else that isn't a man, which is really nice. And then, yeah, Harley's like her mom now. Her guardian, yeah. I guess, technically. Her, 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 her like her big sister. Yeah, yeah, like, like a big that. sister, yeah. big brother, big sister, kind of of Gotham. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a great relationship. Oh, quick aside, I'm very happy that the booby trap was where this took place. I was kind of wondering like why they're in like a carousel place because mm-hmm. that did feel very like jokery. Mm-hmm. And then it's made clear that this used to be like a Joker and Harley hideout, which I appreciated as someone who loves like the animated series and like all the best Joker hideouts are. An abandoned amusement park. <laughs> clown theme. <laughs> <laughs> is always the mouth of a clown. Yeah. God. There's like, so, how many amusement parks? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. His brand is strong. <laughs> Luckily, there's like at least like five to six abandoned amusement parks yeah. within walking distance of Gotham City at think, all times. I don't think Gotham has any working amusement parks. Well, because, and then, like, of course, like the reason you know, like, Harley shows that, like, they took all the guns, but also, like, the ha ha ha's were, like, written in, like, lipstick or blood, maybe. I don't know, on yeah. a window. And I'm like, I hate that I know that Jared Leto supposedly did that. Also, <laughs> RE guns. Very minimal gun usage in this film. Harley by the shoots that guy in the head and then chucks it. Yeah. I really liked that. That was cool. Mm-hmm. She was did. like, I don't want this. Yeah. yeah. She wants her fun gun. That was cool. Mm-hmm. No, I like that very much as well. And the fun gun, I especially liked, again, because like, I don't want to watch someone shoot up a freaking anything. Like that, yes. just at this point. That felt like a specific choice. Yeah. Uh, like the kind of challenges. How how does Harley break into this police station? Right. With bean Get bags. rid of all these cops <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and overpower them. But it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you actually like Harley at yeah. the end of this. It's like, w- w- what if the gun had glitter? And we're like, good, good, good yeah. idea. The, Go secret, the secret is fun in cocaine, yes. apparently. Oh, cocaine. <laughs> my mom loved the cocaine. My mom texted me. That's a, I shouldn't say my mom loved the cocaine. <laughs> my mom Keep it in double it. it. Keep it in double it. I'm sorry, mom, <laughs> that I phrased that that way. Um, my mom texted that she specifically liked the like cocaine power up. And yeah. I, I thought it was like a really fun detail. It's like funny in the movie, but also that's that feels like a fuckboy complaint that you see a lot. That like with John Wick, you're like, oh, he's just like the best and he can keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like a tank. Right. Mm-hmm. And but there's so many movies where people just keep fighting and fighting and fighting, and you're like, any person would be kind of like falling over by this point. Mm-hmm. So like how is like Harley gonna recharge? And, and she, she doesn't just, have any superpowers. The only no. character who has them is Black Canary. And she does it once. And she does it one time and, and then passes she, out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as you would, yeah. which yeah. makes yeah. sense for someone who has been refusing to use them for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're good. I did. I did do an extremely nerdy thing, and yes. I brought my <laughs> trade issue of Mad Love by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. You did. Um, and I was gonna do a little reading <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> from the forward by Paul Dini. Um, and this was published in like two thousand or 2003 or something and I think it's still relevant how he mentions this but um, he says it's been a while since we created these stories but I always look back at them with a lot of pride and affection I don't think of mad love as a victim's tale but a cautionary one about what happens when someone loves recklessly obsessively and for too long through Harley's tragicomic experiences we catch a glimpse of ourselves in a funhouse mirror distorted and all too willing to play the fool for someone we'd be much better off without And even Harley has changed a little in the interim. No longer content to follow after the Joker, 
She's off on new adventures, both on screen and in the comics. Sometimes she's paired up with her gal pal, Poison Ivy. Sometimes she's out causing mischief on her own. <laughs> in a way that's gratifying, as uh, no one should stay pining for someone, particularly that song, someone for too long. And even when she slips and links up with her old beau again, Harley's his equal partner in crime and not the eager-to-please hinch-winch of old. That's not a reformation by a long shot, but it's a tentatively hopeful step in a debatably right direction. And if there's hope for Harley Quinn, then there's hope for the mad lovers and us all. Yeah. Yay. Nice. Galsby and Pals. Just Galsby. Gal Pals. Gal Pals. I, know, I, I was like, I was like, I'm with you, Paul. I'm with you. Oh, Paul, no. no. <laughs> Don't say Gal Pal. We stand a Gal Pal. We stand a Gal Pal. Definitely, definitely just friends. Confirmed bisexual. Harley Quinn. Confirmed. Yeah. Same girl. Um, all right. And then uh, is there anything you guys would like people to check you out at? Emma. Uh, I'm at Thrillist.com writing about stuff every day. I don't know if I publish every day. I should, but. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me on online there at Thrillist.com slash entertainment. Um, I write about, you know, TV, movies, stuff like this that we're talking about right now. So if you like this, then you'll probably like the subjects that I cover in my work. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Stefabski. It's my name with a typo in it. Great. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's me. Preeti, do you want to uh, shout out? Where can people find your work? Sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter mostly at Run With Skizzers because I'm an adult. And <laughs> uh, you can find me on sci-fi.com most days, both writing and podcasting for strong female characters. And you can pre-order some of my many projects over on my website, preetheechipper.com. There's Star Wars. There's Marvel. Like, Please go check it out and pre-order my books because it means I can write more books. Um, yeah, preetheechipper.com. There are lots of extra letters in there, but good luck. Ashley, yeah. would you like people to find your work? Or are there any books that you're working on that you would like people to know about? If you like a podcast and you like specifically D&D podcasts, we are publishing the Critical Role book um, this uh, September. So if you're interested in that, it's available for pre-order. Um, also, if you like fun science fiction adventures that maybe feature bisexual space boys in them, um, I highly recommend Bonds of Brass by Emily Scretzi. That's coming out in April. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, and if you want to follow me on social media, you can do that at Ashley Dearest. Uh, I spell my name differently because I am difficult. So Google it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And I am Angela Farragudo. You can follow me at Magna Farda, spelled like how it sounds. <laughs> I am also an adult. You can follow. It's a good one. Thank you. I was really locked that shit in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Magna Farda. I post very silly, dumb comics there. They're great. They're um, not silly and dumb. They're thank silly you. and delightful. Thank you. Kind of like one Harley Quinn. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and also follow Blank Check Pod, obviously, on Twitter and Instagram. So that about wraps it up. Thanks for listening, guys. I would like to thank Joe Bowen and Pat Reynolds for their artwork. Thank you to Lane Montgomery for our theme song. Thank you to me for our social media. Woo. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, yeah. man. Thank you to Rachel Jacobs for editing. Thank you, Rachel. Um, you can go on Reddit for some real nerdy shit, blankies.reddit. You can go to TeePublic for some real nerdy shirts. And then also keep an eye on our social channels because we will be posting 
some new merch on the horizon on a special website that will also be hosting our live shows. We do have tickets still available for our show on March 23rd at the Bell House at the 10 p.m. show. So if you are in New York, March 23rd, come see Blank Check. I'm going. Live. Griffin and David will be there. I will be there. And Ben will be there. And we're going to do that. And as always, girls rule and boys drool. Yeah. Break their Mm -hmm. legs. Great. Uh, Just as a heads up, Preeti, we're going to do like a open... (laughs) Griffin always opens the show with like a quote from a movie and then he just throws in the word podcast. And sometimes blank check. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's hard to explain. It's going to, yeah. yeah. And then just just mentally prepare yourself for uh, the ad reads... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which are equally as stupid. 